Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Hardcore Heroes. Nick, no, how are you not, doing? I'm good. Does not sound good, eh? That's pretty good. It's got a nice ring to it. It does, yeah. A classical ring. Mm -hmm. I'm good. Mm -hmm. It's like the hottest weekend of the year so far. Um, just had a party for my girlfriend's 30th birthday last night. We hired a hot tub. I bought like a an American-style like offset smoker, made some pulled pork for 14 hours. It was the shit. All my friends were there. You know, we were drinking late into the night in the sun in the garden. The kitchen's finished. Life's good. Wow. That sounds like everything is fantastic for you. It is, yeah. It is. It is. Um, and it's a bank holiday on Monday, so I'm off tomorrow. Fantastic. That sounds great. Yeah. Well, it has been a year and like two weeks or a year and three weeks since we last played Hardcore Heroes. Mm-hmm. So, a year down the road, what has happened? Right. What's happened should to Malachi? I, well, shall I give a recap of what's can happened? You, yeah, can you give a recap of the first 40 episodes plus the ones on the other side? Yeah. Yeah. You hang, hang on, just give me five minutes. All right. So, Malachi was a, you know, a humble son of a merchant from a town called Shirebrook. Great guy. He was friends with uh, a cleric named Van Helsing and uh, a thief named Croak, and they drank at a pub, and they liked the landlord, and the, the landlord's son, but no one really liked him, and they wanted to get rid of him. So we said we'd take him along. So there was a gnome with us as well. <laughs> so we headed out on our, on our journeys, only for the gnome to be killed very early on. And then um, there was just general sort of trying to do some good things for a while. You know, we wandered around the local area. Um, the thief that we were with had some grand plans, got himself killed. So now it's just me and the cleric, uh, Van Helsing. And we're just like going around trying to be heroes, you know, like doing all sorts of good things. You know, we killed a chimera. We stopped this cult of Malchus worshipping clerics who were like going around killing everybody. Um, but we got no recognition for it. No one seemed to care. No one seems to be bothered. Um, so we sort of got... No, what's the word? Disenfranchised with the life of a hero. And disillusioned? Malachi... Disillusioned, yeah. Malachi in particular started to feel like... You know, it's not enough to just do good. Because you don't always going to get recognized for it. If you really want to better your position in life, you need to go out there and take it for yourself. So things, some things happened. Um, wizard from Shirebrook named Aldrich was killed. Um, I stole this position sort of in the town. Um, you know, some, some sort of darkest, darkest stuff was going on. Whilst all at the same time, though, there's these people disappearing uh, from villages around Shirebrook. Just seem to be, like, disappearing out of nowhere. You go there, there's no evidence. We were investigating it for so long until we, we finally sort of worked out that at least some of the people that had disappeared seemed to end up in like a cave somewhere with a big pile of bones like some huge creature was was eating them or messing them up somehow so we're in the middle of investigating that oh there's a ranger as well there's a ranger that turned up at some point with a dwarf but the dwarf unfortunately uh, died and, you know as soon as we've met him pretty much unreliable as races go um so one day, people in Shirebrook went missing as well, got disappeared. And included in that were Van Hilsen, the cleric, and the ranger. 
along with a, a flurry of NPCs who were also quite likable and important to the story. So at that point, uh, Malachi's on his own in Shybrook. And without Van Helsing, the, the good cleric, to sort of um, balance out his more ruthless and, um, well, evil side, he sort of started to slide off the edge of the, the, the cliff and started hanging out with some bad bad people, including uh, another wizard from the town of Misty Rapids named Georg. Uh, the two of them might have murdered Tyrus Bellows, the most likable NPC that Neil's ever run, and stole his gear because he had a plus five sword. That's pretty much the only reason that we killed him. But my, my reasoning to justify this was that Georg was going to kill him anyway. Uh, and if Georg killed him, then he'd sort of have the sword. So by joining in the killing, I I, I, I uh, made my own claim on it. Anyway, so Georg knows about this portal to the to the Shadow Realm, which is where it seems that maybe the people who have been disappearing have been taken to. So we made our way to the portal, fought off a dragon to get there, head down deep into the mines outside Shirebrook, where this ancient portal is that Georg found many, many years, many months a year and a half, two years ago. Head down into the portal, into the Shadow Realm. Um, we sort of follow some some breadcrumbs to find Van Helsing and the rest of the uh, missing people, or what was left of them anyway, up north in Eridon in this holy city with this big temple. I don't remember the name of it. The city. Uh, Heatstroke. Heatstroke, yeah. This big... Pyramid in Heatstroke. That's where Van Helsing was hanging out. And um, it was a big reunition, reun reuniting um, thing. It was all, you know, very nice and happy. Uh, we found a, another portal that's somewhere weird with loads of demons. We kind of left that alone. Uh, and then we all just kind of fucked off. So we, we head back to the, the portal to go back to the mainland, only to get there and find that we'd left the door open, which I didn't even know was a thing that you could leave the door open. I mean, who knew, right? But anyway, there's a there's like a conga line of demons just like boo, through this door. It's bad times. Um, so we go through the portal, and it's just devastation. These demons have been flooding out into the into the material plane. Shirebrooks in ruins. People lie dead in the streets, and you know, was stuff on fire or was it ever? Was uh, everything? Yeah, just... there were some burning things. There were a lot of eaten bodies and partially eaten bodies lying around. Yeah. yeah. So. Malachi you know, freaks out and says, I'm fed up of this shit. Malchus, who's the god of chaos, and he's been sort of involved in this whole thing. We spoke to him once before down in the Shadow Mountains to the south of Shirebrook. So I think, you know what? I'm going to go and have a word with this guy because this is too far now. I've spent fucking ages trying to get control of this city, making inroads with all the NPCs, you know, setting up contracts. I had a guy called Gary who was going to be like collecting gold for me. He's going to be like mm -hmm. my spy master. I had all sorts of, I hired a kennel master. I was getting everything ready, um, but now everyone's dead, and it pissed me off, right? So I head down to talk to Malchus, to where I spoke to him last time in the Shadow Mountains, but he didn't, he didn't seem to be there, so I wandered into this weird little cave thing that was up there. Everything started getting a bit shadowy. I figured that this is leading me to the right place, uh, but I had a voice halfway down the cave, but it wasn't the same voice that spoke to me last time, and then um, in a matter of, like, 20 minutes, things took a very dark turn. 
a giant dragon turned up, uh, cast a spell on me. I'm not sure even now really how I didn't die. But I somehow managed to fly away down the corridor with, with the dragon giving chase and managed to escape out of the shadow realm. Uh, the, shadow, the, the shadow mountains back to Shybrook. At that point, sort of in Shellshock, Van Helsing and Georg are telling me that the demons that have destroyed Shybrook are heading up the road and apparently they've already destroyed Thornwood as well. And the next in the road's Misty Rapids. So we head to Misty Rapids ASAP, trying to set up a defense to stop the, the demons before they can destroy any more of the country. And uh, a fateful battle ensues at the entrance to town where our anti-hero Georg is turned to stone by a, a Gorgon, along with my plus five sword that I murdered Tyrus Bellows for. Um, and at that point, the battle was lost. Van Helsing and Malachi fled from the battle. Malachi turned invisible. Van flew away. And we just thought, you know what? I've had my fill of trying to help these people. And even though this is partially my fault by proxy of just being friends with Georg and when he destroyed the world, I did feel some responsibility, but not enough to do anything about it. So we just thought, you know what? Let's go cross the river into Drekis and... You know, let's just settle down. We got all this money. We, you know, we killed some greater basilisks. We found some long treasure that had been lost for years. So let's just go and spend some money. Let's go and find a town. Sailing down this nice river, find this uh, this guy, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, I know a nice town, Bomtheris. It's on the coast. You know, I'm used to living on the coast. You know, there's monsters around there. You know, someone like you could be helpful. Um, you can have a good life down there." So we thought, "Yeah, well, right. Let's let's check it out." And we head into Bomtheris with all our vast wealth to start anew. And it's and that's three what we of are. you, right? Me, Van, and... Oh, Jeeves. I didn't mention Jeeves. Well, he's pretty forgettable, so... Jeeves is our, our long-serving carriage driver and just general um, legend. Yeah. Three of you. Who's the third person? The, the human? The uh, traitor? No, no. Uh, Malachi, Van, and Jeeves. That's three. Jeeves, yeah, yeah. Jeeves. Yeah, it's yeah, so the three of us. We head into town. No, I didn't mention him. There you go. Finland. All right. So here we are, we head into Bontheris. Uh, the plan is to use all uh, the wealth that we've accumulated over the years to buy some sort of mansion, mm -hmm. get some land, you know, like live like uh, live like kings. Alright. Well, here you are in Bontheris. It has been some unknown amount of time. We'll figure that out in a bit. Yes. Uh, what's going on here? So I think the first order of business is to get settled down. Now, I don't want to spend too much time on this because clearly... Van would probably be in charge mostly of uh, choosing the location of the house and the decorating. You know, he's into that kind of thing, isn't he? Although, you know, oh, this looks pretty. This Claire doesn't look good. Appearances and beauty. Yeah, he's definitely the decorator. He's quite, I imagine there's mirrors everywhere. You know, he's just like, oh, look at me. Oh, look how attractive I am. <laughs> so I think, one, because I don't know exactly what was in the chest. And two, because building a mansion is probably quite expensive. I'm willing to just sort of say that we spend what's in the chest to, to build the house. Sure. That sounds good. So I think we've got a pretty uh, significant mansion, I'd say, in Bontheris. I don't know how land prices are like over there, but probably big enough that there's two wings. Mm -hmm. You know, the... like an east wing and a west wing. Which wing is yours? Hmm, closer to Shirebrook, so... East. East wing. Okay. Yeah. So, I guess it's just a big house, but I want like um, 
I want like a basement sort of area. You know, with like a laboratory and like all my books. Stuff like that. I mean, I haven't really got any books though, have I? Because it was all in the tower in Shybrook. That doesn't sound like That's... you have many books left. It sounds like you've had to restart from scratch. Yes, but maybe I haven't got any books. It's a little bit annoying. So I need to do some spell research, but I guess I can't do that right now. So once the house is built, I think Malachi wants to get the lay of the land. He wants to know who's in charge in this town, how many men are here defending it, you know, what's the situation like? Are they under attack from monsters? I think that's what the ferryman who took us down here said. That there's quite a lot of monster problems around Bontheris. Mm -hmm. And there are. Yeah. Yeah, so let's talk about that for a moment. Uh, this area back here behind Bontheris, between Bontheris and the, the mountain, the ridge here, yeah. is just like filled with various goblin tribes. There's all over that fucking place. Okay. Uh, the this ridge itself is filled with other monsters. Let me actually pull up my document that details what exactly is there. But there are all sorts of things. Uh, here we go. Here's our monster document. Let's zoom in on this area. Oh yeah. So this this yeah this back area here is all goblins, uh, and then you've got. Hobgoblins and bugbears throughout this region over here. Yeah. Uh, up here, you've got. What are you? I think those are hill giants that live up here in this side. Okay, so that um, might be dangerous. Yeah. Uh, further to the west, this whole region is like goblin zone. Uh, there's also a bunch of. What do we call them? Like lizard folk, lizard men, um, throughout the rivers over here. And there are. Are those bullywugs? I think there's some like bullywugs in the marsh. Hard to tell. Alright. Yeah, bullywugs in the marsh. Um, and to the north of you, like in this region up here, there are a bunch of centaurs. Are they friendly or are they. They are tangentially friendly. People will trade with them by happenstance occasionally, uh, but every now and then someone pisses off a centaur and someone gets like gored or stabbed or whatever. So they're like not aggressive, but they're not always all that happy. They're pretty okay. high spirited. What about this uh, little forest to the northeast of Bontheris? Is that safe? Uh, it's fairly monster-free. Okay. I mean, not so, entirely, but, like, it's not... There's no, like, pro prominent monster races that are in there that, like, own the forest. There's monsters, but, you know, no, nothing organized. What about, um, the Lord? Of Bontheris? Yeah. That is going to be, uh... Baroness B. B E E. Baroness B. Okay. Baroness B. And she's not a princess. She's not. She's not a, a count. Uh, a duke level. She's a. Right. Sorry, she's not a count. She's not a count level. She's a baron. Right. Uh, but we should also make a quick note here that 
The political structure of Drekus is slightly different than that of Eridon. Yeah. Uh, instead of having a bunch of counties with counts, you have principalities with princes. Uh, it's basically, there are like five major families in Drekus. Uh, I think you are probably familiar with some of this, right? And so there's yeah. princesses and princes that are in charge of each principality, and each of those families is kind of like, you know, it was one family, and then one guy took over leadership of the entire kingdom, and his siblings took over these other, like, principalities, and then their children have just kept this up. So uh, the ruling class is very closely related throughout Drakus. So it kind of is one big house that rules the whole kingdom. It is. It sort of is. But, you yeah, know, yeah. it's like cousins that are ruling these other things. and Yeah. Yeah. So is it quite centralized? The, um... Like, or is it... So in a centralized kingdom, the, the king would have a lot of power, access to a lot of men. In a decentralized kingdom, like, the individual barons or, like, landowners would have, you know, more power relative to in a centralized kingdom. Uh, yeah, I think it's de, de facto, ooh, uh, de jure, it's the same sort of power structure where the princes have just as much power as the counts and queens. Um, okay. De facto, the central government has more power because the, the family ties make it a lot harder for someone to go against what the their betters yeah. have to say. But strictly speaking, it's sort of similar in power structure. Um, so when I better. when I when I get here, do people know about what's going on in Aridon yet? No. You know, the demon, the demon's not. So no one knows about that yet. No. So I'm gonna keep quiet about that. Um, Baroness B, mm -hmm. how easy is it to, you know, uh, get some FaceTime with her? Uh, if they don't know who you are, you'll have to like try and plead with her counselor to. To, for a reason for her to see you, but she ain't got time for talking to random peasants. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. Uh, what about, is there like, um, I, I, you know, I, I speak to some guards, I ask around, is there, a, is there a court wizard? Yes. Yes, there is. What's this the... soon-to-be-displaced man called? Uh, it is Lydia the Conjurer, the, not Conjurer, uh, that's Aldrich, uh, the Diviner. Alright. Hmm. So, I, you said, I'm not sure if you want to go through this kind of thing, but I think what I want to do is work my way into the good books of the, the ruling class by offering some aid and, like, dealing with, with goblins and things like that. I want to, I want to get a lay of the land in this goblin wood. So mm -hmm. I think I might spend some time there, and if I'm going to be doing that, I might as well, like, cast Cloud Kill down some goblin burrows and just kill them all. So right, you so... like, want to just wander around the, the forest murdering innocent goblins? No, well, yeah, but I want to I wanna get, like, the, the town guard captain to tell me to do it. You know, like, I... You want to you wanna get points by... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm good at, is killing monsters. Especially goblins. Got a lot of experience killing goblins. Sure, sure. So, how do you go about getting the town guard captain-y guy to, to know that you're going to be helping the town out? Okay, well, first order of business is to buy the house, get the land, 
Um, so I don't know how that process goes about, but I, I imagine at some point we become known in the town, right, for buying this large swathe of land and building this big house. Yeah, fucking foreigners showing up, buying all this land, buying these buildings, kind of coming in with their own language. I mean, a lot of people here do speak um, mm, Drekisi in common. It is the, the common language of the, of the continent. Uh, but most people, day-to-day, -day also just speak Drekisian instead of Eridonian okay. common. So the, the captain of the guard will speak Eridonian. Uh, not a big deal. It's the most common language around. But they'll definitely recognize you for a stranger with wizard robes and, like, a magical glowing staff who has shown up with a cleric and, like, bought a bro house together. Yeah, so let me write down some spells first about like what I'd usually have walking around. Sure. Let's see if I can't work this out. I used to have a pretty standard set of spells that I used. So, level one, I think magic missile. What Sounds else? familiar. Yeah, there's definitely a few of them going on. Um, so then we'll do two magic missiles, a hypnotism. Hmm. Oh, an armor. Yeah, right. That's probably enough. Uh, yeah. Then level two. Certainly invisibility. It's probably second most cast spell after magic missile. I think. Um, mirror image. That's a good one. Oh, that's a good one. And ESP, I think. I only got three, I think. Is that right? Yeah. Mm, you're generalist wizard, right? Yeah. Maybe. So I think I checked it a minute ago, but I was just checking because I thought it was. I did think it was four. Level two. Well. You're in Bontheris, right? Yeah. yeah no, it's Why only is Bontheris not on my list of cities anywhere? Is Bondundasir, Fifth Blade Pernissus. Do we not have. Bond... Did I just like skip over that as like a, a town? So Bontheris is officially part of the Rolwick family and principality. Um, Rolwick. Rolwick, yeah, which would be this country, or this uh, city up here. Sorry, two sides, right, not That's down. Uh, city, oh right, okay, yeah, right. 
So the the prince lives in Rolick. Yep. Uh, okay, and and as Baron SP like is is cousin or something. Probably. I think the barons and baronesses are sometimes family members and sometimes just like uh, yeah. other noble families in the area. So Baroness B is actually not related to the Rolick family. She is a separate family. Okay. I wonder if, um, you know, I, I turn up in town in Stoneskin. How, uh, you know, how, when you're meeting new people, I mean, generally, most of the people I met sort of probably had heard of me a little bit, but this is brand new people. You know, how much does that seem to be putting people off? Uh, well, you show up on the docks, right? Because you get here by boat. Yeah. And you're, you're walking around with this, like, gray skin. And people do their best not to be too obvious that they're looking and staring, but, you know, they're trying not to be looking and staring at you. You're fucking, like, weird dude walking down the docks with gray skin. Yeah. So I think yeah. while I'm in town, I might just not bother with it. So I take those spells. This All right. Mirror image, ESP, fireball slow, suggestion, lesser geus. Holy crap. Uh, Paul Marcel, cloud kill, magic missile, hypnotism, armor. Yeah. So enough to kill anyone in town, really. Yes. <laughs> Probably magic missile is enough to kill anyone in town. Yeah. So I will go and, you know, I spend a few weeks getting the house ready. In fact, you know, actually, the house is probably being built, isn't it, for a long time? Yeah, it'll take a while. I don't know what time you want to skip in. Like, do we want to be jumping in when you first show up in town? Do we want to be jumping in, like, it's been a few months since you've been here, and now your house is fine, and now you're going about meeting people? Yeah, um, I think maybe the first couple of months, um, mm -hmm. when the house is getting built, me and Van are probably staying in an inn with Jeeves, and we're probably just getting drunk and having a good time for a couple of months while the house is getting built. Perfect not doing too much so maybe we skip in like you know a couple of weeks after the house has, has been built mm -hmm. so i don't have a wizard tower i've got a, a basement that i will be experimenting in i don't want a tower it's too um it's too obvious isn't it yeah i had a tower it didn't work out for me so i'm gonna have like a little basement so i've got loads of bookshelves but no books um i've got like an area in the middle for writing magic circles at some point but I'm going to need books before I can do that and I've got like you know a little small lab down there whatever I can afford basic mm -hmm. stuff um, yeah so I get that all set up and then you know I tell Van that I'm going to spend some time trying to get to know the the Baroness and help around the town with monster problems and he's doing whatever, so I think I'm just gonna like hang out on my own for a bit. Sure, uh, I'm not exactly sure what Van is doing, but I think he probably has some sort of uh, divine calling coming his way after escaping Aradon, and probably I think has so. to like fuck off to to go fulfill his divine calling. Mm, so he's just not around. You reckon? I think he We're... is gonna be doing something somewhere else. All right. Yeah. He wanted to kill that red dragon. I seem to remember him saying. Seems foolish. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, Van Helsing's never seen a dragon, whereas I've, you know, seen two. So I know better than to go and attack the dragon. 
Yeah. So it's okay. been a few months since you've got here, and you showed up in January. Um, okay. So let's call it like March or so that you're you're starting to do this other stuff. Yeah. So I'm wandering around the house, you know, I'm a bit lonely. Jeeves is in like, um, obviously, we don't let him stay in the house. So there's like an outhouse little, I mean, it's still a nice house. It's nicer than any house he's ever had before, but he doesn't live in the main house because there's got to be a separation of Butler from, because I think we made him our Butler. Right. Jeeves. So it's not like he has a, uh, a, a room in the main house. He has like separate house outside. But is he this does a, come to a the matter house of respect day. to like give him his own space, or is this like a matter of you? We we just can't have you living in our house, Jeeves. You're just too dirty. I mean, Malachi probably says that, but I think it's a bit of both. You know, the guy's an old man; and he's got his own shit to be worrying about. So you gotta you don't want to be on work 100 percent of the time. So at least at the end of the day, you can go home and not be not be working. But I make it. I imagine you've got a mansion, right? Jeeves isn't the only staff we've got. There's probably like. A cook, a cleaner, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. gardener. Jeeves is in charge of all them, you know. So Jeeves has got some some control here. We've still got our old carriage outside the um, outside the house, right. just in case we need to go anywhere. Um, but I'm wandering around the house, and I think generally I'm in a bit of a bad mood. You know, I'm getting bored. We've been drinking for two months, and our van's fucked off to do some big holy quest that he's been going on about, and it's annoying me. And I'm starting to think. You know, it's time to get back on. I'm walking around, I'm snapping at the servants, and it's just not, it's not really good. So I think, you know, maybe it's time to go and get something done. So I go wandering into the main town. It's probably like a small walk from the mansion into the, into the, the town proper. Mm-hmm. And I want to go and find the, the captain of the guard, the barracks or the, the jail or wherever it is that this guy, woman, guy. And this is also another female NPC. They they love that female uh, military guys down in Druckus. You know, I roll a, a d6 to determine the sex of any NPCs, and we've just rolled three... We just keep rolling a, a lot of women in charge, which is fine. So there's a... Captain of the Guard's a woman. The, the, the ruler is a baroness, and yes. the court wizard is also a woman. Yes. Uh, so it's women in charge all over this town that you're showing up to. The captain of the guard is a knight. Her name is... Uh, clearly, I have strongly prepared for this. Yes. That's fine, though. We're in, we're in this together. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name is Kel Delude. Delude. Mm-hmm. Deluded, more like. What about dwarves? What's the dwarf population in Bontheris? almost non-existent. There's a it's couple a good... of dwarves that are have been like that are working on some projects, but they're actually from the Iron Ridge, which is on the other side of Drekus. Uh, mm. the Iron Ridge is like covered in dwarves. It's like 60% dwarf. But over on this side, not so much. Yeah, I stay out of that way. I don't want to have to kill them, so I stay out of that way. <laughs> Alright, I go and see the I go and see this uh Kel Deluda. Delude. What did you say? Delude. Delude, and I, I, I waltz up to the, the the armory or the, the barracks or whatever it is, and I tap on the door with my stuff. Uh, she looks up from the card table that she's playing games at with her soldiers, uh, and kind of motions one of them to go deal with you, who gets up grumbling and walks over and goes, Ugh. 
What, what, what's your business, strange I feller? Take, take a step back from the door, uh, give a deep bow and say, Hello, my name is Malachi. Uh, I arrived in town a few months ago. Yeah, I know who the fuck you are. You're that weird guy who lives over in the mansion. Yes, well, I'm aware that there's been some discontent in the town at my arrival. You know, who are these foreigners coming here with all that money, you know, making us look poor, and I want to help you guys out. I'm getting bored sitting around the house, so I hear that the town has troubles with monsters, goblins, right? Things like that in the, the wizard, in the, the forests. Uh-huh. Uh, at this point, the other people, uh, Keldalude and the... The others sitting at the table kind of stopped to watch the conversation and, and listen in. The guard you're talking to nods and goes, yeah, but, uh, what about it? Well, well I don't want to intrude. Perhaps we could, I, I, would, I would like to speak with, with Cal Delude, is it? Um, are you playing cards? They are, as she nods and motions for you to come and sit down and kick some of the coin. other soldiers out of the way so that you can take a spare spot. Great. So I um I don't have too many coins on me, but I do have twenty-one mithril and fifty gold. So I I, I deposit like ten gold pieces on the on the table and say, um, you guys um give me some change. You got we're we playing with silver. You look around at their piles of copper, and uh, Kel Kelzalude reaches in and kind of like smiles. Pulls out some silver coins and, and changes you out, giving you nine silver and ten copper for one of your gold pieces. Thank you. I, I put my gold away and I make a little pile of, of coins. And I want to join in the game, right? I'm not going to I'm not gonna destroy them. I'm going to take it easy on them to begin with. Sure. Lose a few coins here, there, make some bad calls. Right. And I'm going to try and bond with these with these people. Malachi tries to bond with NPCs. <laughs> I, All right, I guys, have... in half an hour, everybody's going to be dead. <laughs> I have 10 charisma. Nice. So All right, so uh, you are playing some cards with these, and Keldalude begins, or one of the other guards speaks up, saying, So, uh, Mr. Foreigner, Fancy Pants Foreigner, where'd you, where'd you make your fortune? I've never heard of any noble named Malachi with no last name. Alas, I am no noble, although I did have designs on it at some point. Um, I hail from Shirebrook, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's on the east coast of Eridon. So it's was, south. right? Yeah, yeah, some nasty business over there. Yeah. You want to know about it? Well, we hear that monsters from another world showed up and completely destroyed all of Eridon. But somehow you got out. All of Eridon, hey? That's what they say. Hmm. Do you know how far they got? Uh, all of Eridon? Wow. Right? That's he says, looking at the other guards who sort of shrug and nod. Some nasty business. I heard they, I heard they were demons from the, the Plane of Shadow. Strange times. I don't know too much about it, but I, uh, I was in town when it happened. Unfortunately for the demons, I'm far too uh, elusive to be caught by by them. And I figured that it was maybe time to make a change and come over to Drakus. You didn't bring any demons with you, did you? I don't think so. The only guy I brought with me was my, uh, the, my cleric friend, who's a good guy. And uh, my butler, Jeeves. He's just a harmless old man. 
There's some gentle nodding around the table as cards and coins continue to be exchanged. But I, so, so how I made my fortune, well, it's hard to pinpoint any one particular thing. It's it's mostly the results of um, adventuring, running around, uh, looting the lairs of monsters, you know, killing chimeras, things like that. Uh, one of those types fancies himself a great warrior, says one of the female guards at the table. Something like that, yeah. Is that what you're here to do? Strike it rich by slaying monsters? Well, you know, I thought I was heading for retirement. I was going to settle down with my books like so many of my other uh, learned uh, colleagues. However, I'm still too young for it. I, I can't get the um, I can't get rid of the itchy feet. I feel the need to head out into the wilderness and kill some things. So, it brings me to my uh, business here. I wasn't just here to... Uh, well, apparently lose my goal playing cards with you intelligent folks. I was hoping to um, Offer my services not You can see I've got coin. I don't need any money for it. I was just hoping to be of help Well Says Kelvalita looking you up and down you seem um, More like the the sorcery than the sword type You got me right on that one you, uh, you're really looking to, to make a name for yourself or make a little finding for yourself around here. There's a certain problem that's been around. Oh, yeah? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm made for dealing with problems. Hit me. What is it? Well, if you're new in town, you might not know that uh, across the hills is a, a little town called Grumpburn. Grumpburn. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we got a little road that connects them. Uh, that road goes all the way to the shallow sea on the other side. Well, most of the way there. And uh, allows for some nice overland trade routes, which have been uh, harassed, endlessly harassed, by the presence of various hill giants in the hills. Oh, hill giants. Oh, I know that. Where's the shallow sea? I've not. What is that? Well, you just follow the road to Grumpburn. And then once you hit Fenden, you take a boat down the Lamdune River to Kershwick, which will get you to the bay uh, before the shallow sea. Right. So these giants are harassing your trade routes. Yeah. Well, the road, which happens to be a trade route, I suppose. They're, I don't know if they're out for trade itself or they're just giants causing a ruckus because they can. Mm. Giants will do that kind of thing. Yeah, they think they're so big so they can kind of do whatever they want. You got any idea how many of them there are? Uh, at least a family. Probably a couple families. 10 to 20, something like that. Probably. Mm. I don't really think anybody knows, you know, chasing down giants ain't exactly the way to keep a long life. Yeah, it's a shame that I can't speak to them. I might be able to convince them to uh, stay away. There's a, a round of stifled laughter at the table. Well, uh, you know, I suppose I could look into it if you want. I'm not sure even my spells are powerful enough to, powerful enough to kill 20 giants, but maybe I can uh, make them think twice about attacking caravans on the road. 
you do that, I'm sure you will find yourself a welcome member of our fair town. Alright, well, uh, let's finish the game here. Um, and now, now that rapport has been built, now I will uh, start to win the card game, right? And I want to... In, in Georg's campaign, he cast ESP by just, like, flicking a coin and mumbling a few words. Can I do that, or is it really obvious that I'm casting a spell? Uh, I think it depends on the people that you're around and with. Uh, if they are familiar with spells and spell casting, they might kind of be onto that. If they are unfamiliar, you can probably get away with that, you know? Yeah, so I want to look for a moment to go all in and then use ESP to, like, to, to, like read the hand and then go all in and, mm -hmm. and try and win that win the hand but if it doesn't work it doesn't work I, I, I leave the table shortly thereafter and I leave um, and I think you know killing 20 giants is not it's not easily done but it's certainly an option so I, I, I head out back into the street thinking to myself um, I wander around the town is there any other wizards in town other than the court wizard Let's take a look at... Is there a magic store in town that you could get this sort of information from? Um, let me take a look at my notes on this village. On this, this town, not village. This is Bontheris that we're at? Yeah. Yeah. Too many bonds. Uh, let's see, they have fur, glasses, sugar, gems. Uh, yeah, there is a little magic shop in town. Cool. Run by... Uh, run by a woman named Brudella the Evoker, or Invoker. Brudella. Brudella. B-R-U-D-E-L-L-A. Invoker. All right. So I will go to, has she got a shop or is it? Yeah, is she's she got a little shop there. Um, and it kind of smells like bat guano and sulfur and a little bit of coal and pitch here. It's a bunch of like strong sense assaults your nose as you walk into her little shop. Yeah, so I walk in, you know, I, I pick some stuff off the shelves, I'm looking at, like, spell components. Um, mm -hmm. That's a good point, actually, spell components. We kind of switched to that right near the end, didn't we? Uh, maybe, yeah. Um, I'm not going to worry about it too much. I spend some, I buy some components for my spells. Sure. You have and, uh, practically infinite money, so you can just have the spell components you need. Yeah, and I want to start speaking to this. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I take all of... I go up to the counter and say, uh, Excuse me, friend. How are you doing today? I'm very well. I'm hoping that you could uh, help me replenish my supplies. And I, I pull out a list from, like, inside my robe mm -hmm. and open it up, and I, I, like, I show it to her. It's, like, all of the components that I need. She starts scanning the list. Take a look at some of your higher level spell components. You have up to fifth level spells, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cloud kill and why 
I don't list any components for Animate Dead on there. Okay. But you're looking for, like, granite and diamond dust um, yeah. for your stone skin and crystal beads for your globe and vulnerability and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she looks at this list, nods and nods, and gets down to the minor globe of invo uh, invulnerability and the stone skin, and her eyes open slightly, and she goes, yes, I can get you all of these. Fantastic. I can, uh, I can wait if you don't have everything in stock. I will have to send out to pick up some of these from some neighboring shops who don't often get a lot of calls for a diamond dust here. That's a like particular spell component. It's, it's a powerful spell. One. Stone skin. Mm -hmm. Extremely useful when you're traveling the roads and encountering all sorts of monsters. Have you ever seen it? She looks you up and down. Uh, and without answering your question, like kind of walks from around the table and comes up to you. She's a, a tallish woman. She's like 5'9". How tall is Malachi? Six foot. Oh, okay. So she's still shorter one. than you. Yeah. Um, but she comes up from around the table and starts like pinching your cheek and like poking your flesh. I, I, I back away. I like push her. I, I don't have a cast right now. It, it tends to put people off me. Of course. Of course. Of course. Uh... Excuse my, my poking and prodding, it's just, well, interesting. Yes, uh, well, I, I, I've seen a great deal of tricks in my time. Um, how, do you do you get out and do much adventuring yourself, or what, what kind of magic do you cast? Well, I mean, they call me Brudella the Invoker because I uh, am an invoker. Evocation. An invoker. Wow. So you must uh, do your fair share of blowing things up. Um, you know, I like to blow something up from time to time. One of my favorite spells is an evocation spell. Which I bet one? you can't guess which one. Fireball? There you go, that's the one. That's everyone's favorite spell. So I, I try and gauge her. Does she look like she can... Does, does their reaction imply that she can cast Fireball? She seems very content when you, when you mention Fireball being your favorite spell. That's good, that's good. So, um... As she's like, you know, going through the list. Uh, what about the uh, the wizard in the in the keep? Is she um, is she powerful? A uh, diviner, I heard. Yes. She is very talented, but um, well, you know those diviners. They they're not a big fan of explosions. Yeah, they're not uh, up to much. No, they like to sit behind their desk and read their scrolls and read the future and do research, which I, I greatly appreciate them doing the research. I'm glad they're doing it and not me. Indeed. Does, does this diviner have um, a large library? I'm afraid that I've left most of my books back in Eridon. Well, large is a relative size term, isn't it? How yes. your library? Well, it was quite large. Um... Enough for me to research spells similar to Stoneskin. Alas, it's all gone now. That's a shame. Indeed. Do you have many books? I I don't seek to purchase them off you, but I could 
I am looking. I learned a long time ago that questions like that are best left unanswered. You start talking about the size of your spell books or the magnitude of your abilities, and sooner or later some hotshot gets it in mind to show up invisible in your house, ransack it, and stab you to death in your sleep. It's not something that I do. Of course not, but you mention it to somebody else who mentions it to somebody else, and before you know it, I have to bury another body in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's how it would go. So I'm, uh, I was speaking to the captain of the guard earlier, and he was telling me about these, uh, the, the problems with the giants on the road to Gumbrun. Mm. Yes, peasant I problems. Well, you know, I am a man of the peasants, and I, I am thinking of helping out with that problem. Do you know the last town on the road that's safe? Before Grumpern? Oh, before the giants. Yes. Uh, there are a few villages on the road if you head northward. And, uh... Village names... It's like Ditchwater, or Backwater, or Deadwater, or some little shithole of the town. Little okay. village, yeah. You can just not... call it shithole water, that's probably appropriate. And it's not too far from where the, the giants are attacking the oh, carriages? Oh no, it's a good, I don't know, 12 or 15 miles. Uh, uh. Here, come with me. And she goes actually to the front door, uh, puts the bar across the door, and leads you to one of her... Uh, smaller back rooms where she busts out a, a map on a table mm. um, and gives you a little pointer. Let me just get rid of this grid for a moment again. Uh, this is a this is a nice map. I am a fan of maps myself. Uh, somewhat of a cartographer, actually, in another life. Oh, really? My, yeah, my, my father was a sea merchant and I always had a fascination with maps as I was growing up. Did any of your maps happen to make it out alive? Hmm. I searched through my... I, I, I mentally searched through my bag. Let me just check. I don't think... I think at some point we had a map of Eridon, but... Mm -hmm. No, no. I'm afraid I had to leave rather hastily, as mm. you can imagine. Yeah. Well, are you going to be going back? Yeah, the, I don't uh, know. With what? Well, I mean, I'm sure a person like yourself has heard the, the rumors of war. Ah, uh, yeah, I had heard something about that. Do you really think, uh... Won't the... Won't the king just be getting his men leading them into the same fate that befell Eridon by attacking the, uh... the shadow demons or whatever they were? Not that I know anything about that. I mean... That's something that you should go talk to... Uh... Uh... What's her name? Lydia, the diviner. Yeah, do you think she'd meet with me? Maybe. Hmm. But she's rather a, uh, bland sort of lady. You might not find anything exciting happening over there. Maybe, perhaps she already knows that I'm here. Perhaps she can hear our conversation right now. No, definitely not. This room is protected. Uh, she points to a wall, uh, and kind of gives it a little tap and goes, silver and lead all throughout. That is an interesting thing. Mm. I'd not thought of that. That's that's very interesting. I suppose it makes sense when you live in a town with a diviner. 
Yes, and as I said, aforementioned people trying to murder innocent shopkeepers happens all the time in these parts. Maybe not where you come from, maybe your area of the world was a little more civilized, but out here, a lot of people have it in their head that they're the cock of the walk. Walk of the cock? They walk the cock? I don't, there's a, a metaphor, a turn of phrase about roosters walking that they uh, Roosters are rather arrogant birds. Aren't they? Always waking no. us up. I've never turn. taken kindly to them. Mm. This is bad as a dwarf. Uh, anyway, so uh, about eight miles out, uh, she points to this spot on the map, like right here-ish, uh, would be the last village. Then you hit the, the thick forest, which is, I don't know, uh, the road's maybe 20 miles to the, the hills, and the giants are somewhere in this 15, 20 mile section of hills over here as well. Hmm. Okay, well, thank you for your information. Perhaps I shall um, see if I can't get an audience with uh, Lydia and speak to her. Of course. Uh, if you are going to be looking for giants, mm. uh, perhaps as long as you're out there, you could do me a, a favor. Giant her. You got it. Uh, don't even have to ask you. They're not the first person to ask me to get her off giants. In fact, around like I don't think I've got any I did have some giant hair at one point though but I must have uh, misplaced it never mind mm. hey you know the uh, the the lead and the silver lining mm-hmm is the person who installed that for you still in town you know I believe he is could you um give them my address and ask them to come around Well, for you, sure. Thank you. My um, my the the, cat, the 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 guy in charge of my my household staff is named Jeeves. Uh, he can speak to him about it. If I'm otherwise engaged with giants. Of course, of course. All right. Uh, How long will it take for those components? Couple hours. I just have to send my apprentice out to uh, fetch them from the the gem smith around here. Rupert, oh. Rupert, get your lazy ass out here! She calls, and uh, from a further back room comes a huffing, puffing, uh, undernourished little teenage guy. He's like really bad acne all over his face. He's like super thin and gawky and kind of like bobbling around. He looks like he's maybe fifteen or something. Uh, he's got thick glasses on and like really oily, greasy, slightly wavy red hair. Uh, he's wearing a, a wizard's robe that he's too big for now, but clearly hasn't been replaced. Okay. Uh, he's got like one glove on and his other hand is like covered in grease. So when uh, Rupert turns up, I say, Hail, uh, Master Rupert. Hi. When, uh, when you've collected the, the rest of the order, could you bring it to my house and I... I hand him three silver coins. He nods and she explains to him what he needs to go fetch and whatnot. Uh, he runs out of the room and she says, well, uh, those orders will be at your house shortly as will the <clears throat> contractor. Charges Thank you. Arm and a leg. Uh, do take care. If you have any more needs for magical supplies, come by and see me. And if you come across anything Truly interesting. Uh, keep some, and maybe I'll buy it from you. 
could uh, have a, a good business deal going on here. Yeah, I do have a, a large manner of interesting things. Unfortunately for you, I like to keep hold of them. But uh, if anything really good comes up, I'll, I'll share it with you. Well, good day. Pleasure to meet you. Yes. Oh, and if you, um, while we're here, you know, if you ever uh, find the need to want to uh, trade spells, I don't have time currently, but in the future, I'm not against um, sharing the odd spell with another wizard in exchange for others. But I know that's a funny subject and some people aren't into it, so, you know, don't worry about it. I'll keep it in mind. I nod and say, well, have a nice day. Thank you for your help, and I shall be seeing you. Good day, sir. And I uh, leave this shop mm -hmm. and go to... Uh, I, You know, I walk up to the keep. Okay. And I, I try to get as far into it as I can before being stopped. Yeah, you get all the way to the outer wall of the keep, uh, where there are a pair of guards, including a, a gatekeeper, who put their hands up and give you a stop and say, Excuse me there, sir. What is your business within the keep? I'm new into town. I recently purchased the, the mansion to the north. Mm, mm -hmm. The old I Dudley am... estate, yes. The Dudley estate, yes, although I've had extensive renovations made. I am a man of scholarly interest and a practitioner of the arcane arts, and I am seeking colleagues in my new home. I hear that there is a powerful diviner in service of the Baroness, and I was hoping that perhaps I could arrange to meet her. You may. Ah, fantastic. She's actually asked us to keep an eye out for you. Ah, right. Well, uh, she has see. some... Odd requests, though. Oh yes. Uh, would you would you come with me, please, sir? Says the, the guard, who uh, takes you to a, a small building in the, the yard before the actual uh, main structure of the keep, which looks like a, a guard's room. And uh, he rifles through a cupboard and pulls out a guard's uniform and uh, kind of hands it over to you and says, uh. She asked that before you visit her, you change into this and leave your bags and staff and knives behind. Uh. Mm, I don't know about that. That seems rather a uh, strange request. Yeah. I'm happy to leave my weapons, but I, I won't change my clothes. That's rather... Well, that, that's what she said. Oh, I understand. She's worried about hidden weapons inside the clothes. Ugh, well, I can't people. speak to what her thoughts are, sir. But um, she said if the the new wizard in town wants to talk to me, tell him to change into a uniform and you know disarm and take off. You know, don't don't let him come in with any of his stuff. So, any of my stuff? Yeah. You, there's a pair of undergarments in here too. <laughs> Do you know what? Um, if she really wants to speak to me, I'll be in the the tavern, and I give the tavern that I've been drinking out with Van uh, sure. tonight, and she can meet me there. I, I don't intend to be ordered around by by anyone really, less least of all a diviner. So 
I shall be seeing you, friend. On a, I, I appreciate this isn't your fault. He puts the stuff back in the cupboard and goes, Try working here, sir. I can quite imagine. Can I, you know, where is her, her chambers? I look to the castle. Is there a tower? Uh, there is no distinct tower that extends above the rest of the castle. He looks at you and... Um... I laugh. <laughs> I'm only joking. I'll see you later. Okay. Long. Good. good. Uh, ha- have a good day. What, what did you say your name was? Malachi. Malachi. I'll, I'll let her know your name. She was wondering what it was. Alright. I uh, I head out of the keep. Hmm. How big is the keep? 100 by 100, and then the yard around that is another 100 feet out in each direction, and then there's a wall, so it's like 400 feet across. Okay, so it's, so it's quite big. Uh, I will spend the rest of this day, I go back to the mansion, I tell Jeeves about the, the silver and the lead. I want my, my like laboratory area plated in silver and lead, if possible. Yes. Uh, and I, I gather my components. You gather your components, and as you're about to walk out the door, you see a party of six dwarves walking up to the keep. To the keep? Uh, not to the keep, to your mansion. To, to the... Your mansion. <laughs> I, I, I halt. I, I look back at Jeeves wide-eyed. Do you have anything to do with this, Jeeves? I appreciate the joke. <laughs> no, Malone. No, no. Go and see what they want. Uh, he hobbles down the hill as fast as his little legs will carry him uh, and starts talking to the dwarves, who then begin to walk right on past him up towards you, and Jeeves hurries to keep up with the dwarves and says, uh, They're the contractors, Malone, here to, to plate your room. Okay, I, uh, I I I casually walk towards them, uh, but ignore them, mm-hmm. and walk up to Jeeves and say, "Well, Jeeves, I'm going to be out uh, for a while. Can you can you handle it?" He nods. Thank you. And I I, I turn around and look at the dwarves and say, um, "Good day to you, gentlemen. Thank you for your uh, service. I'm going to get up." I turn around and leave. They're left a little bit speechless, fully expecting to have a nice long conversation with you about your needs and desires. Uh, and instead they're left with old man Jeeves, who... Jeeves knows, though. I've explained to Jeeves. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's, I, it's fine. I, I, I get, I've got my components as I'm leaving, and I head to the tavern to await uh, the, the diviner if she's going to turn up. Lydia. And I spend the night in the tavern. Um, you know, I want to watch out for any, uh, you know, like any bad people, anyone who's causing shit in the tavern. You know, bullies, something like that. Thieves, pickpockets, you know, general ne'er do wells. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to do anything, I just sort of catch an eye of them. So the tavern here is called the Bog Standard. <laughs> okay. Is it, is it actually ironically quite well furnished and uh, unique? Uh, yeah, it's actually a, a fairly nice place. That's why you and Malachi have been staying here. It's got like this nice blue sign that hangs out front and the, the corners of the building are actually made out of trees that have like are the, the main support beams and 
furniture inside is all like oak and maple and cherry wood. Mm, um, it's nicely nice place. polished and varnished uh, with a upper middle class uh, group of people that attend as well as a, a few of the lower upper class around here. Um, so you, you sit and have a wildly overpriced drink, but you're not paying for the drink, you're paying for the atmosphere here. That's right. Yeah. And uh, I think with this, we're going to go to our first break of the session. And we'll be back in a few minutes with a little bit more of Malachi's Aftermath. Alright. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Alright. So, we're waiting around in the in the tavern. Mm-hmm. The bog standard. For the, uh, for the Lydia to show up. And she does. Aha! You see her coming in in her resplendent gold robes with silver trim. Uh, she's got a, a gnarled oaken walking stick. She's in her 50s somewhere. Um, okay. And has kind of these like deep bags under her eyes and large uh, glasses that cover her face. She walks in and comes right up to your table, leaning heavily on her staff, and says, Good day. Good evening, uh, Lydia. Yes, it is I, Lydia. I stand up and uh, give her a curtsy and shake her hand. Not a curtsy, but you know, like a a nod. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. I used my etiquette proficiency to do the, the appropriate gesture. Yeah. You, you successfully etiquette her. Great. Can I get you a drink? No, thank you. You're not, you're not staying? I will be. Okay, don't drink. I don't accept drinks from strangers. Well, perhaps I can buy you one in, uh, after tonight. Perhaps. I believe so, you wanted to see me. You had some information for me? uh, I have a great deal of information about many things that I'm sure you'd be interested in. But uh, as I'm sure you know, it doesn't always benefit one to give away their secrets so uh, willingly. Yes. Without first knowing the person to whom they are giving them. Very true. Now, I'm sure you know things that I could do with knowing, so I thought maybe we could get to know each other. Become colleagues of a sort. I hear you are... Uh, an impressive wizard. I have many talents. Primarily involved in looking up people. Mm. And what do you see when you look at me? I see someone who puts themselves before everything else around them. And I see someone who is thirsty. That's Every one way time of you, it. Yes, uh, the sort of person who always wants just a little more. Is never enough. quite satisfied. Enough is never enough, is it? I thought I had enough, and then I got bored. I, I actually think that maybe it's just the... It's the thrill of the chase more than the end goal, if you know what I mean. I just enjoy the I enjoy the adventuring. I hope that's 
hole it is that you enjoy. I'm not sure I caught your drift, Lydia. Some people get caught up in the adventure and wake up one day realizing that it was less the adventuring and more the... the sense of power over others. I narrow my eyes slightly. Well, as I'm sure you know, that does have an allure to it. Yes. We all pursue power in our own ways, though, don't we? I'm sure as the Baroness's court wizard, you are sufficiently uh, resourced. I have my tools, yes. So, I'm sure there's many ways I could help you, and if you have questions, particularly around Eridon, I could certainly help with that. But um, what I'm looking for is access to a library. I've left the majority of my books in Eridon, and currently conditions are not correct to uh, go and retrieve them. I have some spells that I wish to research, and I don't have the material or the books I need. She thinks for a moment, still standing, not having sat down next to you or across from you yet. Oh, she's not sitting down. Okay. Mm, no. Um, and then eventually motions to the innkeeper, bartender, uh, and takes a seat across from you, saying, mm, There are a few questions I have for you, and if I like the answers, I would be willing to open up sections specific sections of my library to you. Very well. Well, let me hear the questions and I'll decide whether it's worth the answer. Are there any magical or non-magical traps in the keep at Shirebrook? It's an interesting question. You planning to go there? I rarely leave the town. Well, the keep itself is safe from magical traps, but I'd stay away from the tower. The wizard that lived there was rather malevolent. I don't think that's quite the right word for dear old Aldric. <laughs> you know him. We court wizards have a, a tendency to keep in touch. Uh, did he say where he was going? He disappeared without uh, any notice. I think he wanted to see something far away. Hmm. At least... That's where he died. Far away? What do you I mean? See. Oh. Wait, yes. what? Poor dear stopped answering my messages and... Uh, I went to see where he was and found his body at the bottom of an ocean. Oh. He didn't seem like the seafaring type. No. Mm, it's rather strange. Well, there were demons involved, and he spoke of an untrustworthy person, some sort of dark dealing wizard. But I don't think that was you. You mentioned. Nah. 
I think I know who you're referring to, though. I can certainly answer some questions on him. Uh, I don't think you need to be worrying about him anymore, though. Good. He fell He fell foul of the demons. Uh, although, I don't think that that's what happened to Aldric, because he disappeared uh, before the demons showed up. Hmm. But, I don't know. Like He just wasn't there one day when I returned. Hmm. But I'd stay away from the tower. Or at least I would advise what I presume to be the... the the Lord's army to stay away from it. And is that because you want it for yourself? Well, there are some books there that belong to me. But no, I would I would suggest it for their safety as well. So what traps lie within the tower? Dangerous ones? I suppose I could... Hmm. When, That's okay. I, you've said enough. I understand. It's in, and are they planning to go to Shirebrook spe specifically? Or who planning to go where? The 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 Lord's army or the Lord's men. I, I wouldn't mind revisiting there myself. I don't know what you're talking about. Very well. Well, bear it in mind. I'm sure that um, it's a dangerous place. Even before the demons turned up, the road to Shirebrook was dangerous, so I wouldn't mind uh, accompanying on a journey there, but is, does that answer your question? Do you have more? No, that answers my question for now. Very good. Very good. I will, of course, be willing to open up a small section of my research library to you in exchange for this tidbit of information. I, uh, can I request a section, or...? No. I have something in mind that will, uh, ease us into whatever relationship we may end up with. A section of your library yes. you see as leading to our friendship? You're here to stay. You've bought a rather large mansion with your companion. Yes, this is true. So but I, I uh, imagine you'll be around for quite some time, and when two wizards of great standing exist in one town, it is better to be friends than to be enemies. So we shall, I shall endeavor to foster a friendly relationship or a colleague relationship with you. Indeed, yes. I believe that is to both of our advantages. But I do have a specific uh, use in mind for the library. In the long term, yeah, sure. But I specifically now I'm looking for specific topics. Hmm. Which are? Um, you know, areas surrounding teleportation. Pauses and thinks for a moment. Is that that's an alteration spell? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't have it. Teleport. It's a fifth level spell, right? Yeah. Um, alteration, yeah. Hmm. 
Well, I can help you with a small section of that. I appreciate the, it. Yes. I, I can lend you a book on magic warding circles. Okay. That will hopefully inform your uh, education if you can manage to decipher the texts. They are quite dense. Shall help you with your not turning inside out when you reach your destination. Yes, that is my main concern. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, uh, should I come by and pick it up? I will have it left for you uh, with your men, Jeeves. You men, Jeeves? No, I have not. You know, I'd appreciate you didn't spy on me too much now that we're colleagues. It is my job to know what happens in and around this area. It is my job to know the people of power and influence. I know many things about you. <laughs> that doesn't make me feel very comfortable. Is there something about you that shouldn't be known? Do you have th something to hide? I have a great deal of secrets. That doesn't bode well for us, does it? Or you. Hmm. <laughs> Never mind. Well, I, it's you're going to do what you're going to do, but uh, I'm just saying I, I don't appreciate being spied upon. Well, then maybe you should move deep into the woods by yourself. That's what the other wizards who prefer secrecy will do. Yeah. And if you, As long as you are within the borders of our town, it will be my I duty to keep tabs on you. I just spent a whole lot on that mansion, though. I don't really think I can move right now. Hmm. Do I detect her trying to read my mind or anything like that? She hasn't cast ESP or anything. I mean, she might have cast it before she came in, but... Um, I would get no. a saving throw. You would get a saving throw. You and don't I, feel like she's probing your mind. Good. And I I haven't... You know, you know that thing when somebody casts, like, clairvoyance on you or... Somebody scrying on you. I right, mean, you I had that. Right, no, none of that going on. Hmm. Um, all right. You know, I want to try and gauge how powerful she is, but I don't think I've got any way of doing that. Right? Yeah. Uh, no, there's not a, a clear way of doing that. Wizards. You know, what about what about what she's carrying? Is her staff look magic, magical? Uh, it is, is a, a gnarled oaken staff that has been polished and finished. Uh, there's no obvious magical things hanging off of it. There's no runes engraved in it. There's no precious metals or gems anywhere. It's just like a gnarled, finished oaken staff. Yeah. Um, see, her robes are quite nice. The, the gold with silver trim and some tassels and fringe on it. Uh, they are of a quality that could be imbued with magic, but without detecting magic, there's no way to tell off the top of your head. Um, yeah. Yeah. And her. She's got those big, weird looking glasses. Maybe those are magical? Again, can't quite tell, but they. It could be. Oh, what? Like, yeah, magical glasses. That would be cool. Well, you know, I don't want to have to kill a nail, but. I might have to at some point, but I'll, I'll leave it. I, I, I spend the rest of the night with her as long as she wants to stay. I talk. Masters of Arch Archonology with her. And. 
I'll answer other questions about Aerodonis, assuming they're not self-implicating. Uh, yes. At some point, she'll start asking about uh, what the demons looked like. Um, she asks like specific details about claws and feet and joints. Um, she already seems to have an understanding of what they look like generally, but um, fine details she's looking for. Yeah. So I give. I my story is basically that we just arrived in town as it was happening. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I do want to keep an eye out. To she said she knows a great deal about me. If she slips up in the way she says something, or I, if she gives any indication of what she might know that I haven't told her, I would like to know. Like, you know, when I'm talking about the demons and I say that we arrived in town just as it was happening, does she seem like she knows other than that? Like, like that that's a lie, sort of thing. As an example, you know, like if she gives away anything that she knows, I'd like to know about it. Uh, no, when you say that you arrived in town just as it was happening, she just sort of like slowly nodding uh-huh uh-huh. Uh-huh. uh-huh no so i give it a, i give it a story it's hard about the demons that's fine um at uh, some point where were you before you arrived in shirebrook the, on that what, day what ship did you arrive on yes i didn't arrive by or did i arrive by ship no i think i was traveling back from newfort through the through the forests. Mm. So I think I, I crossed the the crystal run on a boat, but I didn't arrive via the sea. I see. I had business with Count Ironhide. I wonder if he's still safe. Do you have any news on Newfort? Destroyed. Ah. Laid waste, leveled, flattened. And Count Ironhide? Dead. Presumably. Oh. Yeah. I've not been able to locate him. I suppose he had it coming. What about Baroness Valmont? She was in his dungeon, <laughs> would you believe? Probably dead. Yeah. Well, seems to be that way for a lot of people, a lot of folks around that area. Are you aware of how much of Eridon was destroyed? I am not. Hmm. Did Stromheim survive? Yes. Then the, then the kingdom still functions. They only lost one county, perhaps two. Or did the did the demons cross the the uh, the, the desert near Thornwood? I forget its name now. There is no desert near Thornwood. Yes, there is. You are mistaken, my friend. Maybe we have different definitions of desert. The Ashlands. Yes, they crossed the Ashlands, leveled Anvil, flattened Plainsview, destroyed part of Weatherlight, uh, mostly outlying villages, and have completely overrun Heatstroke and taken up residence there. Hundreds Uh, of them. Oh, that's where they, they still are? Yes. Interesting. And Fortune? Untouched. Count Vicious lives. Yes. Uh, Limestone, ruined. Tassel, destroyed. Cauldron, Petesburg, Misty Rapid, Thornwood, Newfort, Shirebrook, gone. Wow. And Hillsborough and um, Redport. Quite fine. It's good. 
I really like Redport, but I'm afraid I can't. Um, I'm afraid I can't return. Are you a wanted man there? Yes, but it's not really. It was a misunderstanding. Most problems arise from misunderstandings. Yeah, well, somebody misunderstood what I was capable of and attacked me in the street. And it didn't end well for him, or... Well, it's an interesting story, but perhaps I'll... Maybe you already know it, but perhaps I'll save it for another day when we're more acquainted, because it doesn't necessarily reflect greatly on me, even though I do believe that I was not at fault. There was an incident in Redport six months ago or so, five months ago or so, where a wizard, a rogue wizard, burned a hundred people in the streets? Is that, the yeah. is that you? I sort of think for a second and say, it might have been me, but I didn't burn the people. But do you have a... Mm, I could show you, I could, well, you know the spell web. I'm familiar with it. So there I was walking through the streets when these thugs, I think they'd been hired to assassinate me. But for whatever reason, this guy knew that I was a wizard and he tackled me to the ground before I could stop him and held my arms to my sides. Mm. That's a very helpless place for a wizard to be. Quite. But I had an item at the time that could cast the web spell uh, without any incantation on my part. You understand? At the time, Those... this item is gone now? Yes. Yes, it was a, a one-time use kind of deal. Mm. So I, I cast the spell, the web spell, uh, in order to stop this man from stabbing me to death. And I don't know what happened. Someone must have lit the web on fire, but the entire street went up in flames. And I, as you can understand, they didn't really uh, want but to hear my, my explanation. Civilians don't stand much of an opportunity in that situation. No, no. What's your take on that? You think that's my fault? I mean, clearly I, clearly I was involved and it wouldn't have happened had I not cast the web spell but am I not at liberty to defend myself I am not here to judge I am simply here to learn and understand well anyway I'm not sure I can head back to Redport in any case I would not recommend it it's a shame well it's a nice town well uh, I have some other questions for you, actually, regarding the giants on the roads to, um, what's it called? Gr Grum Grumberg or something like that. Grumpburn. Grumpburn. Yeah. Yes. Ask away. Do you, do you know much of them? Have you, have you spied on the giants? They seem to be causing trouble for the town, so I figure that maybe you have some information. I do. Oh. Three families. Four giants per family. Is there an overall leader of these giants? Each family acts independently. Right, right. Whereabouts, if I am traveling the road and I get to the, as I understand it, the edge of the hills, mm -hmm. how would I then go about finding the giants? Do they live separately, these three families? She nods. And are they close to the road? If I were to set up camp in the forest before the hills, would I be safe from all but goblins? I think you would be safe 
from old goblins no matter where you set up your camp. Yes, but I mean, if I were to... I don't want to be harassed, harangued by the little blighters. They rarely go north of the Crack River. Okay. So these forests are generally safe. Ish. Ish. Drekus is home to the largest forest in Arcadia, and it teems with life. There are many creatures... Second largest. Largest forest. Uh, There are many creatures here that would seek to harm people. This is what has prevented Drekus from uh, rising to a truly transnational power. Well, perhaps now that Eridon has uh, been weakened, Drakus can take its place. Perhaps. Perhaps. Hmm. Are you looking to slay all these giants? Well, I'm perhaps looking to put an end to the harassment of the road. Hmm. But uh, that might be the only way about it. I don't suppose... um, You don't know that spell tongues, do you? I've failed to learn it on occasion, and it would be helpful in this endeavor. What sort of diviner would I be if I didn't have a way of speaking everyone's language? It's a useful spell. Uh, I don't suppose we could make a trade. Mm. I would be solely using it to help the help the town. I very much doubt that, but it might be in our interest to trade it anyway. If there's so many monsters around these parts, it would it would do me well to be able to speak with them. Yes, yes. She pauses and muses. Are you familiar Would you believe it? Is that level two or level three? Three. Mm, I'm afraid not. I did consider uh, learning that at one point. Mm. I mm. thought I did. I thought I did have that spell, but it's not on my list. Let me check the the other thing just to make sure. No. Unfortunately, not. If you're looking at a spell of equivalent um, power, I could offer you... How about Enervation? No, I assume you have Clairaudience and Clairvoyance. But what about um, Phantom Steed? Do you travel much? Rarely. Um... Contagion? No, these are all very nefarious spells that you wish to get a hold of. Spirit Armor? No. Slow? That's a very, very powerful spell. Mask of Death. No. Are you sure you said you're a diviner? There's a lot of necromancy here. 
I have uh, no need for slow spells or steed spells of any kind. What about uh, suggestion? Maybe that's more up your alley. She pauses on it for a moment. Hmm. Um, what about... Um, you don't happen to have Aldrich's spell books lying around, do you? After he died, I assumed you took over his position? <laughs> I did take his tower. Um, what about his spell books, though? Why would you want that? He had a magic door spell that I want. Aldrich's discriminating door. He wouldn't ever share it with me, only offer me to replace my doors at absurd rates, which would, of course, grant him access to my chambers as well. Yes, that would. Uh, that's the kind of thing he would do. Do you know, I don't have a spell book, but I did get a copy of that spell. Aldrich's discriminating door. I did. He didn't give it to me willingly, though, so... But I suppose if you say he's dead, it doesn't really matter at this point. Didn't give it to you willingly. No, I made a copy of it. Behind his back. You yes. Cheeky fellow. He is. He is quite an annoying man to deal with. I, I envy you that you only had to deal with him via letter. I don't feel the same way about him at all. He was quite a informed and useful colleague. I am sad to hear of his death. Well, I am too sad to hear it. This is the first I've heard of it. But actually, I think, well, I, I, I think Van did tell me that he was dead, but I, I keep that to myself. I, I have it somewhere. I, I think it's back at my house, but I could dig it out for you if you would if you would grant me the tongues spell. I'm sure I could give you the copy that I made. I would be very happy with that. I shall... shall we uh, meet back here tomorrow night? Let's do so. Excellent. Okay. So well, one more uh, question for you, if you don't mind. Of course. No, never mind. It's fine. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. I shall see you tomorrow. So I go home and dig out Aldrich's spellbook and copy down that spell. Right. Uh, copied onto some fresh pages. Cool. So let's do a, a little bit of a check in here. You've met uh, quite a few people. You've met three important folks in town. Brunella, yeah. the Invoker, uh, Kel Dudley, the Captain of the Guard, and Lydia, the Diviner. What do you think of these three women? Well, uh, Kel Lydia seems nice enough. She's not quite up to Tyrus Bellows' standard of uh, legend. Kel, uh, Day. Yeah, Delude, sorry, the, the, the town guard. She seems quite cool. Lydia seems more interesting than initially thought. Maybe she does have a passing interest in necromancy because a lot of those spells that she was asking about don't seem like typical diviner spells. But it might be just that that's one of the only schools that she can 
have access to with damaging spells. Mm. And she's just looking for a way into that realm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other wizard, whose name I did write down... Um, Brudella the Invoker. Yeah, she seems pretty cool as well. Brudella. She had, what was her and her assistant's name? Um, uh, Philip? No, 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 no. It was something... It's a terrible name. It was like a really Marvin? Mar- it wasn't Marvin, but that's good. It could have been his name. That's the <laughs> sort of Mar- name I was going for, yeah. <laughs> yeah. chat will remember. Surely. That's their job. Um, okay. All right. So she, you said she's quite good. Yeah, I quite like her. She seemed in, she seemed interesting enough. I am concerned about Lydia though, because it does kind of put a dampener on my plans that she could be like reading my mind and knowing what I'm up to. Mm. And I wish I knew the limitations of her Rupert. of her scrying ability. Yeah, Rupert. I wonder if she'll show me her spellbook tomorrow, or if she'll make a copy. So I, I go and copy Aldrich's spell down, and uh, tomorrow I don't have any. Mm, I don't particularly have any more uh, actions to do, so I'll, we can skip ahead to meeting her, and I, I trade the spells. Excellent. She hands you a copy of Tongues, and you hand right. her a copy of Aldrich's discriminating door, which she prizes gingerly, looking up and down it, and. Uh, kind of losing the conversation immediately upon receiving it and scanning through the material, even going so far as to to cast a spell quietly in the corner of the tavern. You notice that, like you might, you're both sitting at a booth, and she like turns to face the wall, and clearly like goes to cast a spell, and like <laughs> right. looks back at the paper and starts digging through it. I'll uh, I'll leave you to it, Lydia. If you need me. Um have someone come to the house and I can I, I, I would be uh, I'd love to visit your visit your library in person or visit your chambers but I appreciate your paranoia in this regard hmm? yeah, yes of course alright I leave her to it and I go and start studying tongues All oh right. and wait one more thing Lydia sorry uh, I wait for a read magic spell to finish so I can talk to her when she's not distracted uh, sure it takes a little while for her to go over the pages, but you're, you, you're used to waiting. You're a man of many spells and much worldly experience, so it's not yeah. a problem. Uh, she finishes up and look, oh, you're, you're still here. Yeah, just one thing. I'm, I have an interest in um, in military history. Do you have any books on that matter? From, like, you know, battles of the surrounding area, campaigns that were fought, things like that? Um... I have no books on that, but the, the local library should answer, should have those for you. Thank you very much. So I would, I now spend the next couple of days learning tongues, and I do want to check out a book on uh, ancient military, or not ancient, recent. It doesn't actually have to be recent. I want to try and find the location of any battles that were fought near here. Mm. I think I see. You want to take your metal detector to ancient battlefields and see what's left in the ground yeah metal detector yeah that's right yeah <laughs> magic detector um it's a clever idea i like that so uh, why don't we spend a few days learning tongues and why don't you give us a check to see if you're proficient with your tongue all right i'm gonna fail this again i think this would be the third time i might have failed it 
It's not plus. That's dead on. Is that dead on? Yeah. Uh, you're not a specialist, right? So you have no bonus or penalty to. Yeah, it's just seventy-five percent. Wow. All right, it's done. You finally have tongues. Hurrah! All right, now I can talk to the giants. Now. Int? Yeah. He does. Uh. Oh, let me just check Lassagaeus. How does that work on giants? It probably it's not going to work, is it? They're probably too high a level. I mean, their saving throws are going to be really good. I think it maybe just doesn't work as well. Mm. Is that fourth? Oh, it's not a, it's not a standard spell, is it? Ah, uh, seven hit die or less. Ah. Uh. Giants like nine, aren't they? Never mind. Would I have an idea of that? Because obviously, I know about the hit die limitation, but we don't actually think in terms of hit die. Right. So would I have an idea that like this wouldn't work on a creature like that? Yeah, I think you understand the spell well enough to know that giants are just—they're too big. Like they—they're in terms of like um, internal composition. They're—they're they're just. They're too big of creatures to be pulled by this. Okay. Cool. Alright, so I do some reading about battle sites. Excellent. Is there any battles that were fought nearby? Uh, yes. There were, if we go to the north just a, a wee bit, um, in and around Old Vodin, these plains are home to many old battles uh, long, long time ago before the, the world got all fucked up by the gods. This area uh, was um, one united kingdom uh, called Vodin, and uh, uh, after shit hit the fan, there were a lot of wars in and around these plains for domination, which ended up with Drakus getting this and uh, Vodin getting that. Or okay. Mystery, that. What about though? Uh, so I think maybe you've got my intentions slightly wrong. What about just like battles closer to home? I'm not necessarily looking for battles between large kingdoms with powerful magic items. I'm just trying to find where there might be dead people. Hmm. You know, like... um, well, the battles that you get written down are usually battles, like large-scale battles, battles of significant importance. So there's not yeah. going to be a lot of like small-scale battles, but if you're just looking for dead people, then every town and village is going to have its own... Um, well, clearly, it'd be great. Yeah, but I'm kind of looking for like sources of bodies that are perhaps not in the middle of town and not frequented. Like maybe you know, like somewhere where no, it's like in the middle of a forest, like no one's there. But Why don't you give me an intelligence check uh, and spend a day or so in the library reading, and we'll see what we can come up with. Okay. Well, oh, seven. You bastard. Uh, yeah. So instead of actually coming across a battle site, you learn about some old villages that have since been abandoned. Um, because they've been, they were in territory that is now overrun with goblins. Uh, and old villages have bodies and have old cemeteries. Will that yes. cover it for you? Yes. 
that seems to work, especially if it's on the way towards uh, where the giants are. Uh, it's actually going to be slightly south. Okay. It's going to be um, outward this direction a little bit. Okay, so there's like an abandoned village down there that's been overrun by goblins. There are a few villages, uh, many of them on the coast, and then the, the closest one would be about seven miles southwest of Bontheris. Um, it is a, a small village that was known by the name Dicey. Can I write on the map? Sure. Okay. Dicey. All right. Okay, so I learn tongues a few days later, and I will... Um, I don't want to take Jeeves because Jeeves is running after the house. I will. Uh, and those it, dwarves are, are busy at work in your study down there. They say they're going to be about four weeks. All right, so I want to get out. I'm going to go and head, catch a carriage to the last town on the way to where the giants are. Okay. Ship, ship water or whatever it was called. Uh, yes, it is called ditch water. All right. Okay, um, you hire a driver, and you start making your way to Ditchwater. It'll be... how far is it on the road? Is it a full day to get there? I think it's like less than a full day. It is... yeah, it's like 10 miles or so. So that's a, just a few hours by carriage. You've got your, your new carriage driver with you. Um, a, a lady named Lemon. Lemon. Lemon, that's what she goes by. Alright. Alright. She'll take you through the plains, or the, the farmland surrounding Bontheris. She'll take you up through the, the wooded section, cross the Crack River, and bring you to a little town called Shady Oaks. Not, not Ditchwater? Uh, Ditchwater, yes. Sorry. Ditchwater. Okay. Lots of shady oaks. Uh, yes, she brings you to Ditchwater, uh, asking if she you need a, a ride back later, or she's just done with you for the day. No, I'll be staying here for a, for a while. Thank you. All right. Uh, she'll take off then, and uh, it's you know gently, softly raining when you arrive here in Ditchwater. Uh, there's one section of cobblestone road down the main drag through town with a couple of shops on either side and a, a tavern and a, a small sort of rundown inn. The, the village is population 400 maybe. And this yeah. like 300 foot section of cobblestone road represents the, the finest of offerings in the area. The right. people around here look to be fairly poor peasants even by the, the peasant scale. Uh, they've got a bunch of rice patties, which they're working on, but as you were, like, driving through town, you can kind of see that the rice isn't particularly healthy here. It's not doing too hot. Um, and yeah, everyone's just kind of like dirty, sad peasants, and it's slightly raining. Alright, I I go around town, like, throwing some money around, trying to help the economy. <laughs> I, like, buy some stuff, you know. I go for dinner in one place. You know, I, I eat out every night. I... I tip well, that kind of thing. And I spend a day or two here, I, I get a room in the inn, and I get acclimatized. 
and I try and find out if anyone is heading to Gumbrun anymore, or if, like, all travel is, is gone and no one risks it. No. Uh, travel does happen, but they usually wait until there are many people that want to go. So, in this inn with you are kind of piling up a, a few merchants with some wagons that are tucked away in a barn with goods, and they're sort of waiting for a, a critical mass uh, so that they can hire some mercenaries, so that they can make the travel through the pass. The giants are known to uh, attack what's easy, and you get enough car- you get enough uh, wagons, and you get enough people with bows and weapons, and it just becomes like a headache for the giants. You know, no one likes yeah. to get stung by a bee, and a giant doesn't really want to get like shot at with a bunch of arrows, even if it doesn't kill them. It's like the pain in the ass. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's inconvenience, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, just waiting for a critical mass of caravan. And how many, and how many people does that usually require? Uh, for the giants not to bother. mercenaries is usually what they look for. Wow, okay. To not be attacked. And I, you know, have some of these merchants traveled the road before then? Yes, many of them have. You may speak with them. Yes, I will. So I speak to one of these mercenaries, and I offer to buy him a drink. Greetings, friend. Can I buy you a drink? I've been drinking this, uh... I'm not sure why they've got it here, but they've got some decent wine. I've been drinking that. Can I share a bottle with you? Of course. So I buy the expensive wine, and I I sit down with this carriage driver, and I drink a little bit, and I say, I'm interested in these giants that are harassing caravans on the road. I'm sure you're aware. Ugh, fucking assholes. Hmm. Do they tend to attack in large groups, or is it one or two at a time? Well, I have never had the pleasure or displeasure of seeing it, but my cousin once had a was part of a caravan that got attacked. He said that there were three giants coming at him. One of them hurling boulders, hit a car, completely killed the horses on it right away, instantly. Smashed the driver, ruined all the supplies. Uh, another one came charging down the hill while one stood at the bottom of the hill, completely surrounded them. Uh, luckily, they managed to escape with their lives, but not with their horses or donkeys or carts. Nasty uh, business. I don't suppose you know whereabouts on the road the giants usually tend to be. If one uh, I don't know about car. tend to be, but they, these guys were about halfway down the pass on the Grumpern sign. Side. Like, I, I, it's still inside the hills, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But about, you know, three-quarters of the way through is where, where they got hit. Okay, and it's about ten miles, is it? The danger area. The whole the whole of the pass is dangerous. Uh, it might be, like, ten miles how the crow flies, but it's a, a twisty, windy pass. It'll It's about twenty miles. It's a whole day. Day and a half of travel, really. But you set out... You stop right before you get to the hills, and you set out before first light, and you you push hard all day. And don't stop until you you get to Grumpern. Is the killer on your horses though? They the, usually need wait, a day of rest after on the other side. Where you stop before the hills is it generally safer? Generally, but that's usually because we got a dozen or so armed men with us. Someone you... on their own, I wouldn't recommend you take that pass at all. I would I would go by boat all the way around. Yeah, no, sure, sure, I understand. But uh 
if if one were to wish to get close to these hills and spend some time nearby, you think I that I would the... question one's sanity. Fair enough, fair enough. But I can look after myself. All right, fair enough, fair enough. So you think that I mean, what have you got to worry about in these forests? As long as I don't go into the hills, the giants should leave me alone. Yeah, I mean, they're hill giants. They Makes like sense, right? You're a smart guy. This, uh, all right. Well, you know, I don't know how long you, how long do you think you're gonna be waiting before you make the journey? A few more days, maybe. A few more days. All right. Well, uh, if I'm still in town, perhaps I'll come with you. Sure. As long as you all chip right. in for the soldiers, that's fine. I can do that. Yep. All right. I shall see you around, friend. Perhaps I'll see you in a few days. He waves you off. Alright, how far are we from the base of the hills here? Um, let's take a look. You are... Uh, including twists and turns, you're probably like 18 miles from the base of the hills. Okay. And how fast does movement speed 48 go? Uh... Like 12... 14 miles an hour? 14 miles an hour. Okay. Just check the spell. So I have two... I have phantom speed. It's phantom steed. I don't know how fast that is. Um, a turn is 10 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Eight, so three... It's polymorph last three hours. So it's pretty damn good. And phantom steed would let me go how fast at this speed, at this level. Um, four per cast level. Oh, so Phantom Seed's 36 and lasts an hour per level. So actually, Phantom Seed's pretty great. All right, I spend the night here, and then I will relearn some spells, and I'm going to head out to the base of the hills tomorrow. Okay. So we spend the night. Let's see. I'll change my spells slightly. Let me see. Uh, don't need hypnotism anymore. Still need armor though. Um, what else? Um, yeah, probably just a third magic missile is fine. Invis, mirror image is good. Instead of ESP, I'll take. Let me just check the rules for scare. No, it doesn't work on giants. Most spells won't work because their saves are so high. Yeah, 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 if they even get a save. My magic missile is pretty good in that regard. Mm -hmm. I'll probably just take a second invis then. That's always good. Yeah, fight, uh, even slow is probably not that useful. Maybe I'll take monster summoning instead of slow. 
second fireball. Swap Lesser Gaius out for... Uh, I think I'll just take a second polymorph. Oh no, I need um, Phantom Steed instead of that monster summoning. So, in the morning, I cast Phantom Steed. Mm -hmm. um, I usually travel by carriage, but I don't have... So I don't usually have, like, um, camping supplies, right? Right. So, what's the lightest way that I could feasibly sleep out in the forest? By yourself? Without someone to carry all of your camping supplies or set you up in a nice cozy building? I don't know, it's been a while since Malachi's had to really rough it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but I... Yeah. I just um, buy, like, I've got a bedroll, I think. Or maybe I don't. I've got a winter blanket. I've got three winter blankets. So I get rid of one of them because it's stupid weight that I don't need. But I've got two. I can sleep on one, right? And then use another one to keep me warm. Alright, that's, that's fine. I mean... I, uh... Alright, yeah, I cast my Phantom Steed, and I want to run to the, the base of the hills. Where the forest ends. Okay. I don't know if I get accosted along the way. Oh, and I've got stone skin and armor cast on me. Okay, that'll be good. Yeah. Uh, no, there are no problems on your way to the base of the hills. The forest is uh, moderate over here, fairly dense, but not impossible to traverse. Uh, I would recommend staying on the road. Going off is going to be pretty difficult to frame. Uh, but lots of old, tall trees and ferns and, you know, that sort of lovely terrain. Uh, the earth here is kind of wet. It's been slightly raining for a while, and in the few months that you've lived in Bontheris, it's been a pretty watery area. Rains a lot, Okay. Rains a lot, yeah. Or well, lots, I... of light, lots of light rain, like constant light rainfall. You know? I, I get to the road where the, the trees end. Mm-hmm. And I look for a, a large tree, a particularly Fine. large one, on the edge of the on the edge of the canopy. Yep. And I will climb to the top of it using my spider climb ability. Sure. Um, which that that cloak is the same way that you cast web, right? You were lying to what's her name? Yes. That it was a I, long time thing. I was lying. Yes. Just to see if she could tell, you know. Yeah. Um, so. I climb onto the tree. And hopefully it's big enough that maybe I could sleep in it. And safe enough. Hmm. Or is it not? I mean, if you're... If you've got time to look around and spider climb ability, you can f eventually come across a tree that's big enough and cozy enough that you could probably sleep in it. Yeah. So I, I will find that tree and mark it out 
for later. Okay. It'll yeah. probably take you a few hours of climbing trees to find one that is... Um, that has, like, a right-sized crook that you would feel comfortable sleeping in and not, like, waking up every five minutes as you almost fall off, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's fine. Is there still daylight left? Not much. It's quickly going down. So, I, um, I took in for the night and get some sleep. Okay. And tomorrow... I will switch out Phantom Steed for a different spell. Which spell do I want, Neil? What was I going to do? Oh, no, I don't want Tongue Shit. I don't want Tongue Shit. I think I'll just take, like, Monster Summoning. That was it. Monster summoning. Sorry, I keep closing the roll 20 window. Bear with me. Okay. I wake up this morning. I stretch in the tree. I recast stone skin and armor. Mm-hmm. And then I cast polymorph self. Okay. And I spend around shifting into a giant eagle. Hmm. And my plan is to scour the hills and look for signs of giants. Mm. So I spend the next three hours doing that. I'm movement speed 48. Uh, I don't think my eyesight is improved by being an eagle, unfortunately. Unfortunate. So I might have to fly relatively close to the ground to get a good look. Okay. So you will be flying over the treetops, scanning, looking for a giant, which isn't that hard. You just have to find the biggest moving thing out there. Or like a big cave or something. You know, something that looks like it might have a giant in it. Cool. Why don't we take a break? And when we come back, we'll figure it out. See you shortly. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. All right. Here we are. So I I turn into an eagle, and I start scouring the, uh, the hills for signs of giants. And I... So how fast am I going? 14 miles an hour? Yeah, that's pretty quick. So as the crow flies, I can go across the whole road. So I do that mm-hmm. first. So I figure that they're probably relatively close to the road. Obviously, I veer off if I think there's a sign of something that looks like a giant could live in it. Presumably right. a cave. Right. Yeah. Um, let's just open up this. Oh, why we don't. This is why we had the other one. Method, Neil. Lovely. Give me a perception check, Mr. Malachi. Alright, I perception. Ah, uh, no. Wait, but I should get a bonus because I'm high up in the air. Right? Yeah, I'll give you a, um, a plus two bonus for being high enough to, for like having a bird's eye view, a literal bird's eye view for what you're looking L- for. Literally, thank you. Yeah. That's a pass then. Alright. Uh, as you're scouring these hills with the, the wind in your eagle ears, you spot some giants. You spot four giants uh, taking a nap. Taking a nap, eh? Yeah, I wow. mean, it's the middle, of, it's a siesta, it's a warm day out there, you know, it's no longer raining, it's a sunny sky. They're all just like, ah, lying on the ground, basking in the sun. All right. I have fought giants before. Specifically, I've fought hill giants before. 
And I have seen them throw boulders. Correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. What can I guesstimate the effective range of a giant's boulder throwing? Hundreds of feet. Many hundreds of feet. Hundreds of feet, but probably not hundreds of yards, right? Well, uh, if it's 600 feet, that would be 200 yards. Yeah. The range of magic missile. Uh, it's only what, 150 yards. That's pretty good. So magic missile is questionably within giant range. Potentially. Yeah. Fireballs probably certainly in giant range, right? That's that's the hundred oh, no. yards. Yeah, it's definitely within giant range. You'd expect. So they're pretty pretty far throwers. These little guys. Mm-hmm. Pretty these far. These little throwers. guys, but they're like sixteen feet tall. These little guys, yeah. These little guys. Okay, how about, um, I don't know what to do. I don't really want to fight four giants. It seems like a bad idea. Um, and I need to get back. I Do they look like they live here in this area? How would, there's just four giants lying on the ground. How could you know if they live in this area? Is there like any covered like caves or the, the trappings of cooking? Uh, no, there's no cook pots or anything like that. You don't see any cave entrances. Um, no. No. How far are you from them, I should be asking? Yeah, they might try and kill a giant eagle, mightn't they? <laughs> um, not too close. I mean, I know that if they were awake, they might see me, though. I mean... Yeah, they definitely haven't moved since you've been watching them. They're enjoying the sun. Um, but what I will do is I will uh, shapeshift into a smaller bird. A wren? Yeah. And I will start exploring the area around where the giants are. Hopefully now small enough not to pique their attention. Sure. Give me a second perception check as you get a little bit closer. 22. Yeah, you get a little closer and a little closer. Uh, and at a certain point, you realize that they're not taking a nap. These are dead giants. Oh, fantastic. Dead giants, wow. Yep, four dead giants. Um, they look pretty badly dead. Some of them are, one of them's bloating. Or they're all bloating. One of them is badly burned along... It looks like it's side and probably it's back, but then it ended up falling on its back. Uh, there are like little pock marks and holes in one of them. There's like a, a kind of rotted area on another. Great. Just couldn't be more convenient. I wonder how many hit die a giant has. Total hit die cannot exceed the wizard's level. Oh, yeah, they definitely have more than nine hit die. Damn Is it! Animate dead that you're looking for? Wouldn't that be great, though? Uh, well, actually, hold on, because giant children... That's what I was going to ask. Probably... Da -da 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 -da. All right, so juveniles have fewer hit die. Let me just 
quickly look at this. And it, as I said before, these are families of giants, which will include parents and children. Roll of 1 to 3 indicates older progeny with hit dice damage and attack rolls equal to that of an ogre, but that's not quite right because there's various groups. These books are so close to being perfect. Alright, so the youngest... Alright, let's see what age group the child... There are two children here. It's a pair of parents and a pair of kids. So okay. One of the kids might be full grown, though. Yeah, so one of the kids is definitely full grown, uh, full adult, and the other is uh, juvenile minus two, six hundred and fifty. So that's the equivalent of an ogre leader, and an ogre leader has uh, ogre leader is a seven hit die monster. So Perfect. there is a, a seven hit die giant down there. Okay, but the the question I have is that Animate Dead lets you raise zombies or skeletons. Yep. Um, if these guys are like they're not rotted away yet, so do they have to be zombies? Yes. If you want to get a skeleton ogre, you would have to remove the flesh from. Uh, a skeleton, a skeleton, animated. You'll have to remove the flesh from the giants. And what's the advantage of skeletons over zombies? Zombies will have an extra hit die. Uh, skeletons take double damage from bludgeoning, but half damage from piercing and slashing, or something like that. And they don't like move faster than zombies. Uh, yes, they don't have the. Um, they don't move last in the round. They they have like normal right. initiative. Okay, but you know, in in doing this, I actually have a much better idea, and I, I, I land on the floor near them, and I turn back into myself, mm -hmm. and I start investigating the bodies and try and work out what might have actually killed these. Well, right away, you can see that there are massive burn marks on some of them, uh, and there are the very telltale, familiar like holes that come from a magic missile spell. It oh, looks badass. like uh, some wizard or wizards have been here and uh, chopped these things to bits. Can I get a intelligence check again? Indeed. 85. Yeah, there are a few signs of melee weapons down around the ankles and knees as well. There's like hacking and uh, broken bones and stuff. So you're counting at least two different types of melee weapons. There's a bludgeoning weapon involved and a slashing weapon involved. Um, and then some magical spells as well. Uh, so at least a wizard and either a dual-wielding fighter or two fighters. All right, that's pretty cool. Yeah. They kill four giants, so they're probably pretty strong. Mm -hmm. So I withdraw my plus three dagger. Mm-hmm. And I cut the ears off these giants and take that hair. Done. And done. So what I are you going to do eight? with the giant ears? Pretend I killed them. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Got it. 
Um, and yeah, but as you look at these giants, you notice that there are no missing ears from them at all. So whoever did it hasn't tried to take the credit. Or Fantastic. maybe they have a different way of taking credit or something, but they're definitely not like collecting ears, which is how you guys did it back in Aerodon. <clears throat> That's how we did it, yeah. Mm -hmm. And they haven't taken the hair, so the wizard's either it's not smart or just not concerned. I, I guess mean, he probably... There's four giants, so if they took a little bit of hair, you wouldn't notice. I suppose so. All right, yeah. I, uh, I look for another comfortable tree to sleep in for the night. As a bird, it's probably quicker to find, maybe. Uh, yeah, how long? Can you sleep as a bird? How long does polymorph last? No, I can't, but I mean, I might I can fly around the trees looking. Sure. I don't have to keep climbing up and down all day. Yeah, you'll, you'll eventually find something after a while of scouting around. All right, I mentally prepare. I, I, <clears throat> I sit in the tree for the evening, um, contemplating what I'm going to do and whether this is crossing a line. But I rationalize it to myself, rightly or wrongly, <clears throat> that these are giants, uh, they're not people, and I don't have any nefarious use in mind, I, it's purely experimental and research-driven. Mm -hmm. I, I go to sleep, and the next day, I switch out Cloud Kill for Animate Dead. Now... While you're doing this, there's a few questions that are going to be absolutely running through your head, but I want to hear, I, I would like to hear what your answers are to these. So, uh, ha, are you concerned at all about, what was her name? Uh, yeah, Lydia. Lydia Slight. noticing. Slightly. Especially since she had some knowledge of the giants, which implies that she, her vision range extends this far but I know enough about um, wizard spells perhaps that scrying on the general area and seeing the giants might have a different range than say scrying on me personally like it just because she knows how many giants are in the family doesn't mean that she knows what I'm up to on a minute-by-minute -minute basis, and mm -hmm. it, I might be out of range of whatever spell it is that she's using to discern knowledge of me. She did kind of imply that as long as I was within the town, mm -hmm. she would be able to keep abreast of me, and that's why other wizards move out. So I feel like maybe this is far enough away. Okay. But at the same time, um, I feel like I'd just have to kill her if if she were to oust me like that. Mm. Like, maybe if she was stupid enough to confront me first. So have you have no up. concerns about, like, fitting in and being a productive member of this society. You, this is like, this is my town now, I'm gonna run this place. When yeah, I do. When it gets in my way, I'll, I'll put her down. I have interest in fitting in because I do have designs on power here. We're not about necessarily getting on with the ruling, the current ruling structure, unless it serves me in some way, you know, to do so. Plus, also, she seems to have somewhat of a passing interest in necromancy, so, you know, maybe, maybe she's into it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But, like I said, I don't see it as too wrong. I am worried that she'll find out, and I'll get back to town, and there'll be people waiting for me. But, you know, how is it? Was it a crime in Eridon? to cast animate dead? Was it even that often done that there was laws against it? 
I think it's one of those things that you don't need a law that says you can't animate dead. Like, it doesn't need to be put on the books. It's like you yeah. don't need a law that says you can't murder people. Like, you ju- it's just a known thing. You can't do that. Yeah. 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 I guess so. Yeah. But well, there is there is a concern, clearly. But uh, I'm kind of hoping that either, A, she won't... If she realizes I can cast that spell, maybe she's she realizes that it's in her best interest not to not to sort of get in my way. Alright. We'll see. We'll see. I, I Well, I didn't learn this. I spent all this time learning the spell. I didn't uh, not cast it. So I learn it in the morning and I head back to the I assume I'm not too far away. I walk there. Mm-hmm. Um okay. And I walk back over to the giants, and I, I study their their bodies, and I identify the the smaller one. And then, are you going to turn was, it into a, a skeleton? I can't. It has to be a zombie, right? I mean, you could remove the flesh from its bones. It would take you a, probably a day or two. It'd be a bloody, gross endeavor that would involve hacking a a, a giant to bits and ripping its ripping apart, but you could absolutely do it given time. Mm. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I'll no. just Is it, it because you don't want to get dirty? Is it because you don't really care that much about the skeleton? Let us in on why you're why you're willing to go with the zombie over there. Because I don't see the the advantage of having the skeleton is particularly that much better. You know, it's got one less hit die, it's faster alright, but I'm not even really sure that I've got anything in mind for, for this giant. Okay. Um... So I, I, I just want to kind of see how it works. I get down, I cast a spell. Or, you know, if I was Greg right now, I'd, I'd describe a really cool uh, ritual. So maybe mm-hmm. I... What, are, what is the... Uh, what is the... The thing that you need to cast it? Components. Mm, I'm drop of blood and a pinch of bone powder or a bone shard. Yeah, so maybe I like um, either make a paste out of the, the, the bone powder and the blood mm-hmm. and then draw like a symbol of veracity on the on the giant's forehead. Whose blood do you use? Yours or the giant's? So the giants still have blood. There's bodily fluids. I don't know how you... Blood after a few days is probably pretty coagulated, I would expect. I don't particularly want to use my own. Is there any creatures around? Like a frog or something? Yeah, you've got magic missile. You can murder an animal. No problem. Well, can I I do it without magic missile? Can I sling it or something like that? Sure. I mean, you're out in the woods. You've got time. You You can probably kill something, and if you can't kill it with melee or a, a natural means you could probably kill with magic missile if it comes to it so if, if it was required it. yeah all right so i kill a creature and i guess i take out my dagger yeah and i cut out i cut it's if it's like a frog or something or a bird i cut its stomach open mm-hmm. um I've got like a cup or something and i like bleed it into into the, the cup and then i take out my little pouch of bone powder mm-hmm. which maybe i need to make the bone powder as well actually because I don't suppose I would have bought that from the shop. Mm-hmm. So maybe I, 
I bleed the creature into a into a cup, and then I cut away the flesh and cut out a few bones and like grind them in a mortar, mm-hmm. and then mix the blood with the the bone dust to make a paste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then on the giant's forehead, I'll draw I'll draw the symbol of Verasi in the in the paste, mm-hmm. and then stand over it and encamp. I, I I take one step and I look around, make sure that I'm alone. This is near the road, right? It's not it too is. far over the road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Like I and I, I cast the the spell. Okay. Say the words. Done. You say the words. You cast the spell. You've got the bone paste and the blood all mixed together, and the symbol of Rossi on the forehead. And when your words are done, the skeleton shambles to life. Zombie. Zombie shambles to life. So does it sort of just like open its eyes and then? It what? sits up first, and then the eye, one eye sort of opens, and then it rises to its feet, and the other eye slowly begins to open, and then it just stands there. Did it have a weapon on the ground? Uh, nope. Did its parents have weapons? Yeah, there is a very large club nearby. I say, pick up that club picks up the club in both hands. Does it look capable of fighting with it? It's a little big for the, the zombie. It'll probably have a penalty to hit with it because it's so awkward, but yeah, it could use it. Can it? Wait, no, it's a zombie. I don't think the zombies can use weapons. I think... Alright, it uses it. Yeah. That might be another advantage of skeletons then. Yeah, I didn't think about that. You can equip them with like magic items and stuff. Yeah. So I now spend the day testing the limitations of its ability to follow commands. So, I tell it things like you know, like um, I command it to move to a certain place that I can see. Mm-hmm. Assuming assuming that works. Then I tell it things like I, I scout ahead a bit and find like an area that's maybe a 20 minute walk away. And I tell it to like walk north until you reach the stream and then cross the stream and wait for me by the bramble brush or something like that. That's definitely way too complicated in order for it to follow. So try and get an idea of what kind of what the limitations are. So the limitations are pretty broad. Uh, limitations based on time don't really work. If you say walk for five minutes. The thing just kind of keeps going. It doesn't. It seems to not have an understanding of time, and uh, physical locations are have to be pretty, pretty general. Like, you can say walk to the bridge, and it'll walk to the bridge. But if you say like walk beyond the bridge, it just kind of goes. If you say walk to the other side of the bridge, it goes to the other side of the bridge and keeps going. You know, it's kind of. It's a really stupid creature that can only follow the like most basic commands. Yeah. That are like the most broad in general as well. Then I want to try and work out if it's capable of talking. No. I ask it to like make noise. It's just kind of. <sighs> Alright, and then I say like, um. Like. I go back, I bring it back to where it was originally animated. Mm-hmm. And I ask it to touch its father's hand. 
see if it remembers which one was its father. It just stands there. Yeah, so it doesn't seem to have any knowledge of who or what it is. Nope. Purely an inanimate tool. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, you know, I I walk around, I walk around the forest for the day with the with the zombie. Um, I see if I if I come across anything worth killing. Define worth. Like something that that might actually try and fight and not just run away. Like I don't know an ogre or uh, a, a wild boar or a stag or a bear. No, it's a chill day. Uh, maybe the walking zombie is scaring everything off before we have a chance to run across it. Or maybe it's just one of those nice, peaceful days where you don't really, uh, see anything. Yeah. Okay. So, I... As night approaches, I will, uh, find another tree and tell it to stand guard for the night. Okay. At the tree. And go to sleep. Done. The night passes and you have you have a, a troubled sleep that night uh, you keep remembering Aldric and his death and you're hacking him to bits and putting him in a bag and flying him out to sea and dumping him in the water for the fishes it was a grim act yeah uh, and just you find yourself reminded of him you haven't seen him. You haven't been haunted by him in a while, but the, the the dreams are starting to kick back in now that you are animating zombies. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's not nice work, is it? It's It does leave a sour taste in your mouth. Perhaps it gets easier. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'd feel better if I actually got it to kill something. Right now it seems a bit superfluous to requirement. Mm -hmm. Um... Is it still there in the morning? It's still there in the morning. I tell it to wait, and I will do another day of scouring for more giants with the bird form. You find that the same group of three now is there, uh, yeah. but there are no other giants that you come across. So, I never did find that they lived near here though, right? These giants. You didn't find their house, no. But it kind of seems like maybe these are the ones that lived closest to the road, or, you know, maybe these are, these ones obviously attack these adventurers on the road. So maybe it's not a total lie if I, I say that. They, they weren't name. exactly on the road. They were about uh, a half mile off the road, to the north of the road. All right. Um, so it actually looks a little bit more like the adventurers went out of their way to find these giants. Oh, well. I mean, good on them, I suppose. All right, I, uh, there's no way to, like, tell the giant to... Well, if I said, like, follow the road back to Ditchwater, it could probably do that, right? If you say follow the road, it'll follow the road as long as the road is clear. If at any point the road gets confused, it might just stop, or it might take what it thinks is a road. Um, and it's pretty stupid. Uh, however, you've walked along the road from here to Ditchwater, and you know that it's uh, pretty straightforward. I'm not going to do that, by the way. Mm-hmm. But um, while I'm out here, do I find any like caves that maybe not giant caves, you know, like smaller ca smaller caves or abandoned buildings or anything like that while I'm flying around? 
Uh, well, you don't really see caves because it's a forest below you. Uh, hard to see anything from the air like that. Abandoned towns. There is a village that you had read about when you were searching up what villages in the area. Um, mm. There's one you had read about that was kind of up to here. Uh, actually, it was closer to the river um, over this way. Yeah, it's so probably a little bit far. It's a long walk to go walking with a, a zombie. You know, just anywhere that looks sort of remotely like you could spend a night there. I don't know. Like, maybe it's just... You know, I, I spent the day walking around with the giant as well the day before, so maybe I came across a small cave or something. But I, I, I find somewhere to leave it. Somewhere that I might want to go back to in the future. So you're just trying to, like, find a spot to store your zombie for a while? Yeah. Um, maybe I'll come back to it later. Sure. Uh, you find a ravine with a, a small creek that runs through it that is well shielded from view uh, and like a half mile off the road or something. Uh, there's, it's unlikely that any people will come this far. Uh, and it's nice and steep, so it's unlikely that anyone would see the zombie even if they came here unless they actually came to the ravine itself. Yeah. Um, can I destroy it? No. I would have to physically destroy it. Yeah, I don't think you can dispel it at will. Well, dispel might actually... Dispel magic might cause it to unanimate, though, right? That might work. Nah, fuck it. No, I leave it in the ravine. Can you just dispel magic on undead? On, on this type of zombie? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It might work. I I want to write up a document about the different types of zombies and skeletons because oh, there's like three different types. You know, there's the like I've just raised a skeleton I found. There's the like restless spirit that it ha is still around because it hasn't given up its task in life, and there's a third kind as well. Can't think of uh, top of my head. The spell says it can't be dispelled. Okay, wonderful. So I tell it to wait there and to mm, not attack anything. Okay. So if anyone does find it, it'll just stand and be killed. Okay. And then I um, get my phantom steed and head back to Ditchwater. Alright. You leave the zombie behind? I leave it behind. Hmm. All right, well, I head back to Dishwater, and I fully intend to take credit for killing those giants, so. Sure. You make it back to Ditchwater. The travelers are there. The caravan is there. Uh, it looks like there's about 12 uh, wagons here and an equal number of mercenaries standing about. Uh, the same gentleman that you were talking to before sees you come in and gives you a wave and walks over in your general direction, saying, uh, hey there, buddy. How's it going? Hello, friends. Uh, things are well. I have just returned from the hills. Wonderful. Did you did you find any of the unsavory critters? I found a small family of them. Only four. Son of a bitch. Well, but like uh, nice. I have dealt with them. I'm what not sure mean? if they are dead. They are slain. You killed four giants. I did. It took me a few days, but uh -huh. uh, 
they're unable to assail me from my position. I look. I have proof. I I take out the ears. Well, they are giant ears, and he replies with shock and awe, like. I know. It's not the first giants I've killed, or even the second. Well, I guess we don't have as much to worry about. There may be more, but yeah, I, I think I, I tried to search the road for any others, and I couldn't find any but these, so maybe uh, maybe it's safe. You know, when you, when you travel, um, could you write to me and let me know if you're accosted at all? And I give him my address. Write to you if I'm accosted by giants? Yeah, if you see them and drive them off. Obviously, if you're accosted and killed, then I, you won't be able to send me a letter. Right. But, you know, I would just like to know if the road feels safe or not. But I won't be accompanying you. He takes your address. Uh, well, you're doing the Lord's work. I like to think so. You're, you're, you're making the world a better place for everyone. I'm doing the work of some gods, I'm just not sure which, but uh, I do my best. Ah, well, Quantarius, clearly. God of trade, you've cleared up the roads. He, he, he will bless you, I'm sure. I hope so, I hope so. My father is a merchant, so I, I feel a, a strong link to Quantarius myself. Mm, mm. Saying, uh, what is it you trade? Anything interesting? Uh, well, really, whatever I can get my hands on. Today, I've got a bunch of pots from Matava that have come over here. Uh, they've got weird pottery over there, bizarre designs. Uh, I hear that but... they're strange, strange folks in Matava. Sort of. They ain't as strange as those Akubans or those Mystrian folks. Uh, but they, they definitely have a weird sense of artwork. He goes back to a wagon and pulls out this um, vase that has just like ten naked men just like wrapped around holding hands together with like <laughs> oversized phalluses hanging between their legs. The, the style that they got going on over there. Hey, you like what you like. And uh, some people here like it very much. Uh, you go find yourself a, a baroness or a, a countess or a princess or something like that. These pots sell like hot pockets to them. Oh yeah, you think? Uh, what about Baroness B? And uh, she bought a dozen. Oh, she bought a dozen. Wow. Mm -hmm. You think she'd mm -hmm. like a thirteenth? Is there any that might complement the ones that she already purchased? Um. Uh, yes. He says, and he goes over and pulls out this kind of a uh, silvery pot. It's clearly been like decorated with um, painted silver on the tops, and the the paintings on the sides aren't so much like the that um, what's that? What is the color called? That kind of um, reddish brownish color that you see in Greek pottery. There's a specific term for it. Mm. Terracotta is oh. the material. Terracotta doesn't matter. Uh, it's like this reddish pot, but the, the paint, the, the figures are in silver and black. Uh, and then the, the top of it, the lip of it is um, silver metaled. Nice. Is the color ombre? Maybe. Maybe. I don't, yeah. I ask him how much he would like for this vase. 
he will happily sell it to you for, hold on, converting, um, it's like 300 copper, yeah. 300 copper? 300 copper, yeah. Three gold? Yeah. I give him the three gold. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Did you, uh, are you looking to have a collection like the Baroness is? Because if you want, I've got a whole bunch more. No, no, it's not for me. I intend to give it to the Baroness. Oh. I'm trying to purchase her favor between oh, you and me. I see. Yeah. I'm new in town, and I'm used to being involved in matters of politics. I see, I see. Well, let me give you a little hint uh, oh, about yeah? the Baroness, then. She had five kids who all died early on of disease. Wow. Uh, and she has no one left to inherit. And her husband <clears throat> doesn't like to talk about it, but died in a rather silly fishing accident. Uh, it's an embarrassment to the family. So oh dear. Uh, she's single with no heirs. And. Uh, How old is she? 45. Ah, Past too old for kids. Age. Yes. Well, I, uh, I I sort of slick my hair back. Say, thanks for the advice. Of course. Uh, anything for a loyal customer. And uh, next time I'm in Bontheris, he says looking at your address, I'll uh, I'll swing by and see if you want any, any if I have anything else that would uh, interest you. Definitely. I look forward to it. Excellent. Good day, sir. I hope the road is safe for you. Good day. All right. I then um, walk a little bit out of town. Oh, wait. Mm -hmm. I've already cast Phantom. Is Phantom... How long does it take me to go from the hills to here? Mm, it's like, what? What did we say? 19 miles? 10 yeah. Miles? As far as a shit. Phantom yeah, it's like 20 miles. Phantom... What, what's your... 36, I think. Yeah, 36. So you can go... Oh, like 10 miles an hour, so... I think. Yeah, you're definitely... It's fine. Uh, how long does it last? Nine hours. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're good. So I walk back out of town. Uh, how how uh, suspicious is the Phantom Steers? Super fucking suspicious. But it's not like Evil, right? It's not like, it's not like Animate Dead. Oh, it's not like Animate Dead, but, like, it's not a beautiful radiant steed it's like a ghost horse yeah i'm already walking around with stone face anyway so i i head out to the tavern and grab my my phantom steed which has i've set just off the road mm -hmm. people are probably giving it a wide berth and i hop on yeah and... you're level nine yeah so it can pass over sandy muddy or swampy ground without difficulty it can bear your weight without any problem yeah it is smoke-colored with insubstantial hooves that make no sound when it walks. That's and with pretty milky badass. eyes. Yeah. So it's, um... It's fantastic and fantasmastic. I, uh, I do keep an eye out for any, like, goblins or anything in the forest. No. No goblins. Okay. I ride back to Bontheris. You make it back to Bontheris. You make it back to your estate... Uh, and in your absence, it looks like the dwarves have torn up your front lawn 
and built a small furnace there. Wow. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, I furious. Get off my steed. Like I, I see, I, it's like one of the dwarves is probably like having a sandwich outside the furnace or something. As I get yeah, there. I mean, it's lunchtime <laughs> when you arrive, so. So I storm, I storm past them into Jeeves, into Jeeves' house. Maybe he's not in his house. He might be in the main house. So I, I, I go into his house looking for him. Uh, you find Jeeves in his house. Jeeves. Uh, he what? is not alone. There are two young ladies here with him, and they are all in a state of undress. <laughs> what the he hell, man? He up surprised as you barge in and uh, quickly shoes them into the bedroom while he grabs a apron and puts it on and stands in the kitchen. Uh, <clears throat> Master Malachi, you're back already, sir. What is this? Are you interviewing new cleaners or something? I don't want them polishing that. <laughs> I am sorry, my lord. I thought since it wasn't in the main house, it would be fine, but... It is fine. It is fine. But what's not fine? Did you authorize these dwarves to dig up my garden? Yes, my lord. What do you think Van Helsing's going to say when he sees that? We need more swans, my lord? He, he's going to lose his shit, Jeeves. He doesn't like... Furnaces aren't pretty like grass and garden, you know, gardens and stuff. I argued with him for ages about... I told him that we didn't need... All those flowers. I, I, I know, sir. I, I, I spent a lot of time looking for the right Bermuda grass for him, but, but the Lord, they said it was necessary. They said they needed to, to melt the silver to paint the walls, and uh, the furnace I, had to be as close to the house as possible. I understand. But just make sure that when it's finished, you get the Bermuda grass put back in. And if Van gets back before this is done, then this is on you. I want nothing to do with this. I didn't authorize this. It's on you, Jeeves. But... You know what he's like when he's angry as well. He can be a right arsehole. Yes, my lord. All right, look. Hey, I'm not here to ruin the party. Go and have your fun. Yes, my lord. I walk out. That sly bastard. All right, I uh, I head into the house and I need to have a wash and sort of get ready to go and yeah. see the uh, go and see the captain of the guard again. So it's probably approaching nighttime. So I spend the spend the evening in the house. I assume that the dwarves don't bother me in the actual upstairs of the house. No, no, no. They they're just going back and forth between your basement laboratory and the the forge outside. Yeah, that's okay then. Uh, but they're not particularly quiet while they're working. There's lots of loud cursing in dwarven, and you know every now and then someone will like hit their thumb with a hammer, and then all the dwarves stand around and laugh and yell at them and. You know, it, it's it's sort of a mess. It's it's particularly infuriating, and I, I wonder to myself why they're working through the night. You know, do they go home at a reasonable hour, or do they just? Yeah, they go home once it gets dark. Okay, probably to the tavern. Little bastards. All right, there's nothing. Uh, I mean, I've got some books down in the library, but they nothing too incriminating. I, I'm not too worried about it. So I spend the evening. I get I get washed up. Uh, I let my stone skin wear off. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I put on some my normal around town robes, and in the morning I grab my pot that I've bought, and I think about this. Hmm. I get one of the um, one of the servants in the house, mm -hmm. 
and I ask him if he's got any nice clothes. I find one that's maybe got some nice clothes, you know, like maybe he's a, a waiting staff or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I, I hand him the part and say, I'm going to need you later today. Can you can you follow me around with this, please? Of course. Okay. And then in the morning, I head out to the to the guard station. I tell I tell uh, Rupert, the servant, or Worcester, as he's Jeeves Junior, uh, to wait, you know, at the side of the road while I go in there. Mm-hmm. And I uh, I knock on the I knock on the door. Uh, which door is this again? Sorry, I was to the the guardhouse. Right. Uh, back in town to the, yeah. the Baroness's guardhouse. Yeah, yeah, to see Kel. Uh... Oh, okay, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Kel yeah. Delude. Yes. Kel Delude. Uh, she is there. Um, she's hanging out with a couple of people, not playing cards, but uh, chatting with a few of her soldiers. They Kel Delude. I am back, and it is not to play cards. I have traveled far and wide into the hills between here and Gumbrun, searching for giants. And I have been successful. I don't know how many there are, but I've killed a fair few. And I, I pull out the giant's ears. Ooh, kind of rises through the building as you pull them out. Uh, she walks over and picks up one of the ears. and Well, this is definitely a giant ear. I only killed four. Um, there's eight ears. Clearly, they have two each. Do you mind if I hold on to this for two hours? You may keep it. Excellent. Uh, I, she I... goes over and uh, pulls out a dagger and like pokes a hole in the ear and puts it through a little peg that would normally be used to hold coats or something. Yeah. I say, I, I trust that when you speak to the Baroness, though, you will put in a good word for me and you will not claim credit for my deed. Of course not. I am a knight, after all. It would be dishonorable to lie. And dangerous. It goes quiet in the guard station. Well, um, if you have any more problems, feel free to let me know. Hopefully, I spoke to some merchants in Ditchwater. And I'm hoping that the road is clear for them now. But there there could be more giants, I'm unsure. But I couldn't find any more near the road. Of course. Well, good for you. And for you. And for all of Bontheris. Yes. Don't look so shaken. All I ask is for you not to uh, stab me in the back. Is it so much to ask? She looks unhappy with your veiled threats, your thinly veiled threats against her. That's how I roll. I, 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 I leave. <laughs> All right, you take off. All right. Uh, uh, as you are leaving, you actually catch sight of Brudella ah, um, walking down the street who stops and gives you a wave and comes over to see you. Brudella, I was actually just coming to see you. Oh, fancy that. Uh, what about? I have something for you. I, oh. I dig into my bag and I grab the giant hair. And oh. I hand it to you. Well, how unexpected. Lovely, thank you. You're welcome. I hope it proves useful to you. 
Uh, it will, yes. There is a, a certain strength spell that have been lacking components for a, a client has asked for it in particular. A strong warrior? No, warriors can't cast spells, Malachi. No, no. That wishes the spell. Oh, I see. It's a wizard trying to buy the components. I see. Yes. I, I thought you meant that you wanted to cast it on a client. No, no. Very well. Well, I, um, I'm not that sort of spellcaster. I, I rarely sell spell effects directly. It's safer that way. I like to be less involved. I, I like to think of myself as the, the middleman. You know, someone wants something, another someone else provides something. I connect or will buy products and move them between people. I find you make a better life for yourself and you live longer when you have no investment in the actions of those around you. That's wise, yeah. It's not some advice that I've followed myself, but um, I don't live a very safe life, as you might imagine. You're still standing. You look fairly safe to me. Safe now. Uh, I wasn't safe. I wasn't that safe a few days ago when I was gathering this hair for you. Well, what a gentleman you are. Well, I hope you enjoy it. I, I ask for no payment. Only that uh, if the time should come that I require your aid, you uh, listen with an open mind. I would be happy to exchange that with you. Um, you had mentioned before something about exchanging of spells? Ah, yes. Do you have something in mind, or just...? Uh, there is a... spell that has eluded me that I have a specific need for. Or maybe not a general need for. One of those things that when you... you do leave travel, which I sometimes leave home, uh, it's always best to have on hand. Yeah? What is it? Oh, actually, that's a cleric spell. Damn it, hold on. Maybe she doesn't actually want that spell. I have a perfect spell for traveling, if that's what you're worried about. Uh, invisibility? Oh, that's a lovely little one, yes. That's my most favorite spell. Um, ah, you, what do you like doing? Going and spying on the bathhouses? Look at me, I don't need to cast invisibility to spy on women. I just spy on them anyway. What are they going to do about it? No, I'm joking, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're you're quite the charmer. Yes. Mm. Um, as I was saying, there there's a, a spell I occasionally I have need for. Um, are you familiar with Ultra Vision? I am familiar. Let me scour my brain to remember if I've ever cast it. I don't think I have. No, unfortunately, I never learned that one. Don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. Oh, if I come across it, though. Yes, that is a particular interest of mine. Uh, tell me, there, Malachi, what is your area of specialization? I do, do not, not specialize. specialize. Oh, a generalist, are you? I prefer to keep my doors open with as many, uh, as few doors shut to me as possible. Hmm. See. Uh, do you have any... Hmm. Hmm. Perhaps if you tell me what you are 
hoping to achieve, maybe I can provide my best and closest uh, spell for the job. I need a way of dealing with poison. Mm, my cleric friend. Yeah. He's not in town at the moment, but he is particularly skilled in this regard. Uh, I know. It's very unfortunate. Uh, there are a few spells in the wizarding realm that, that work for that. There's a a protection from poison spell, which is somewhat useful, but it's quite limited duration. The, the only thing I've found that would be particularly useful in this is a uh, Looks around, making sure that no one's nearby. Uh, a feign death spell. Oh. I, I hate to dabble, but that would be a, a good way of preventing poison from uh, taking hold until well after. Uh, I'd never thought of. I'd never thought of that, but I, I try and stay away from necromancy where I can. Like I said, I don't like to close doors, but hmm. it doesn't bode well with the general populace. I agree. I think as long as you pick the right spells from the school, it's fine. Like, hold undead necromancy spell, but very uh, non-threatening, you know? Yes, no, I agree. That's, uh, that's a helpful one to have. But, you know, mm. maybe not worth spending too much time around the undead anyway. If it can be avoided. Well, of course not. Why would anyone you know want to spend any time with them? I barely encountered the undead, really. Only one one temple um, near Anvil. I found some skeletons in there, but it's not something that uh, seems to be in plentiful supply in Eridon, at least. Not since the old days. I yeah. think we've done a, a good job of keeping them away. Uh, there haven't been any undead issues around here in ages. Well, I'm. Uh, if you do come across any necromancers, god forbid, or undead problems, you'd be sure to let me know because I would be uh, keen to put any necromancers out of their miserable existence. And if I did that, who would I have left to fireball? There's so few opportunities to blow things up. If I find myself a necromancer, be sure I will be setting them on fire. Very well. Well, uh, at least let me watch. Maybe we can burn something down together. How old is... Uh... Brunella. Um, late twenties, early thirties, somewhere in there. That you know the next. Order. You know the next question is. What is her hotness? Is that what you're asking? That's it. I should have known. Uh, it is a solid fourteen. Oh wow, she's pretty hot. Uh, what is Malachi's hotness? I seem to remember it being. I, I wanted him to be good looking. I, I don't think I ever rolled. You, I think you said we could choose, so I probably... You, yeah, you can choose if you don't want to roll, but if you roll, you have to keep your roll. Makes sense. I mean, I don't know. I think probably 13 or 14. Okay, so Somewhere you're around. around similar attractiveness. Yeah, yeah. Shared interests, too. Mm -hmm. Magic, killing necromancers, burning things. Yeah, although my interest in killing the necromancers may be slightly different to hers. Yeah, it's just to steal his stuff and keep yourself out <laughs> of the spotlight. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, I um, I don't know. Maybe maybe I flirt a little bit with Brunella, but not too, not too uh, obvious because I have, I have flirting designs on another. Oh, so, uh, who's the I, other? Well, oh, you'll see. Surely. <laughs> Is so. I'm trying to think. You know, suggestion or lesser Gaius. 
clearly Lassigaeus isn't designed to make someone fall in love with you. Yeah. The suggestion isn't really either. I mean, could it be used for that? When it comes to magically causing someone to fall in love with you, that is a, a tricky, tricky spot. Love is a very complicated emotion. Um, there's no guaranteed way to have someone fall in love with you um, outside of, like, a love potion. And yeah. even those methods often uh, go awry. Love is a very strong emotion, and it is tangentially related to a lot of other emotions. It's, um... A, a foolish man tries to magically create love between two people. It almost never actually works. Yeah, it never plays out as you expect. Oh well, now I'll have to do it the old-fashioned way then. So, I, uh... I, I make sure Worcester is following with my jar. Yep. And I, um... I head to the keep. You make your way to the keep. The guards are there. Uh, one of them sees you. You recognize him as the guy that you spoke to before. And he says, are you ready for the uniform, sir? No, I am afraid I am not here to visit uh, Lydia. In fact, I wish to speak with the Baroness. I have a gift for her and some good news. What's your gift? My gift is a rare Metarvin job. Worcester, oh. come. I purchased it for her. I, I hear that she is a collector. She does appreciate fine foreign artwork. Yes. Oh. Um, Perhaps my generosity is enough to grant me an audience. A humble request, I hope. I will talk with the counselor, but they're going to probably want your weapons, your staff, and all of your spell components as well. As long as I can wear my own clothes, I am I'm happy. I'm sure you'll be able to wear your own clothes. That should be fine. Fantastic. But uh, do know that we don't tolerate any nonsense here. Uh, if it looks, even looks like you're casting a spell in the presence of the Baroness, you expect a dozen crossbow bolts in your chest. I understand. I understand. Excellent. So, is now a good time, or should I return uh, later? Uh, they make an appointment for you. We okay. can skip to the appointment. Okay. So I return in my best clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe she's already been given the jar? Uh, yes. Yes, they'll want to inspect the jar and make sure it's not trapped or anything before... And So I, I turn up without my, without my, like, gear, right? Mm -hmm. I don't let them take it. I just don't bring it with me. Right. But I do have armor cast on me still. Okay. Yeah. And let me just check. Is there any spells that I've got that I've got only verbal components? Like, what's invisibility? I don't know why I'd want to cast it, really. No, that doesn't work. All right, no, never mind. I don't intend to cause trouble at this stage. Okay. You get an audience with the Baroness. It's not in the, the main meeting room. It's in a, a smaller side room. Uh, she has three knights with her as bodyguards and a chancellor with her uh, as well. Fantastic. And let me just... Uh, oh, yeah. So when she comes into the room, I, using my etiquette check, curtsy this time, I think. Sure. You appropriately address, uh, present yourself. Uh, is it evening? Uh, no, it is afternoon. Good afternoon, Baroness. And I curtsy. 
Good afternoon, Malachi the Mage. Thank you for um, willing to meet with me. Did you enjoy my gift? I did indeed. How did you know that I was a collector? Well, by happenstance, I was investigating the problems on the road to uh, Grunbel with the giants. Yes. And while I was in Ditchwater, I was speaking to a merchant there who was hoping to make the journey. And he was selling these fine jars. And I was hoping to make an introduction of myself with a gift. So I, I, I questioned as to whether, um, you know, what, what he had for sale. And he said that many baronesses and ladies of fine tastes were partial to these jars. I asked if he thought you would like one. And he informed me that you'd already purchased a small collection. So I, I figured it appropriate. Hmm. Well, why, thank you. Of course. Uh, I did find it a, a nice addition to the collection. I, I should say so. It was an impressive piece. Or mm. impressive. Well, I my my mission with the giants was was successful as well. I don't know if you'd spoke to your uh, your captain or your knight, Kel Delude. Yes, she had informed me of your dealings with these giants and uh, says it was not a trick with enlarged ears. It was not. They are legitimate giant ears. I'm not sure if I got them all, but I killed a fair few. Hopefully the road is now a safer place. Hmm. And trade can... Uh, Quantarius willing, hopefully trade can can happen more frequently. The people of Bontheris and Grumpburn, thank you. That's all I ask. Um, I am in the business of helping towns such as these. I'm aware that you already have a court wizard who is... Mostly resides in inside the tower, and that's that's fine. There's a place for that. But perhaps you could use um, a magical agent on the ground. I would be willing to help you in matters you require, if such a thing were to come up. Hmm. What sort of services do you offer? A great variety of things. Uh, I have I've dabbled in in many. Uh, ventures in my time. I've killed great beasts, giants, chimeras. Uh, I've uh, dealt with a dragon. I am quite a capable adventurer. Let's see. I occasionally have need for destructive prowess. Well, Which is I'm the what map. you seem to offer. I have a great variety of uh, skills, I say, with a, a sultry gaze. But um, certainly, killing is one skill that I possess. Your others? Well, it's too long a list. Perhaps we should get to know each other better, and maybe I can, uh, maybe I can let you know. Hmm. Well, thank you for the gift. I will keep you in mind for any future endeavors. Very well. I don't want to overplay my position here, so I will I will uh, curtsy once again and thank her for her time. She dismisses you with a, a polite wave. 
and uh, you find your way out on the the good graces of the the baroness there. Polite gift, a polite offer of service. Uh, yeah. No veiled threats. No. That's really the yeah. the big thing here that you gotta <laughs> gotta work on is not threatening to kill people. You know what? So many people have got it coming, right? They fucking do, but like yeah. You know. So I my goal with the baroness is to get her to tell Lydia to let me use the library, but I'm not gonna ask for that yet. So I might wait for the next time she calls on me and then ask for that afterwards. Okay. Unless she does invite me for dinner, in which case maybe the um, the flirting route can work out to the same end. Yeah. Uh, but so I... You... Oh, go for it. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So I, I head back from the, from the keep and head back to the house. Uh, the dwarves are busy hammering away on your house, uh, on your little area down there. They they like melt this silver and they seem to be like painting it on the wall and also like forming it into sheets. And there's also like a separate furnace now. There's two furnaces in your yard. They totally tore up your rose bushes uh, where they're melting down lead and like uh, cooling it on some water or on a, yeah. like a, a roller system, which is like helping to, to keep these large sheets of lead. And they seem to be like, silver lead silver lead sandwiches it's complicated and it's going to be expensive to do but eventually your laboratory will be scry proof and magic resistant good yeah well that's required mm -hmm. so given that the work's still going on um i shall endeavor to uh, be out of town for a bit longer so i spend the night back in the town and then that village to the south the the abandoned village that you mentioned in the goblin forest mm -hmm. I might Dicey. head over there. Okay. Dicey, yeah. Alright, well, I think we'll have to do your adventure to Dicey and the undead armies that you'll raise from there another time. Alright. Alright. That's it for Hardcore Heroes, everybody. Uh, it has been fun getting back to this. Yes. Yeah. We we'll just need to convince Sean next time. Yes. Yes. Uh, anything you want to say before we close out for the day? It's been a blast. I, I love this character. I love this setting. So it's uh, it's always great to, I don't know, to return to something like this. It took a while to get back into it, but I feel like Malachi's maybe closer to me than William. So mm -hmm. <laughs> it's e easier for me <laughs> to split back into it. <laughs> Excellent. All right. right. Well, this has been fun. I guess we'll probably check in with Malachi every now and then because I think we've run out of flashbacks to do. So we'll probably do some Malachi and Van checking in and that sort of stuff. Um, and that's it for today's content. We will see you later for more stuff and maybe next week for some Frozen Frontier. Although I think we have to time shift it a little bit because it's Mother's Day next weekend. Yeah, well, I think that's fine with me if we do two yeah. hours later. Uh, I shall make a thread on Reddit in case anyone has questions. Excellent. All right, All right everybody. Good night and goodbye. See you later.